how you taste it, my friends. tunes like this I like to let the uh, the show intro with they're smooth and it sets a tone it sets the tone that everything we're talking about here is more serious than we can kind of wrap our heads around what else is there lies <laughs> if I could guarantee you that you get away with it got Hajimori Hajimari and Satori bringing us in with their song Intrusive such good stuff Salutations, my friends. Thank you for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number 1126, season 11, episode 26. I have titled this episode, Education of Hate, Jabber Jail, and Code Gaia. Yeah. They, uh, you know, what's weird is this is going to be like a kind of generic episode of catching up with the news things are getting crazy out there you don't need me to point it out to you uh, but it is kind of nice perusing through the insanity with you good people we're going to be talking about uh, what's going on in the schools teachers quitting because they don't want to be a part of the agenda versus teachers who are actually current you know perfectly fine with propagandizing uh, your children Clearly, we're going to be talking about the insanity surrounding the poison. The CDC flip-flopping again, admitting that the vaccinated people are the ones spreading C-19. Holy crap. It's like they live in a Twilight Zone episode. It's like we could have told this. We could have told this to people. It's like we told this to people and they didn't want to listen. Uh, We're also going to be talking about Green Zone, concentration camps. 
a clip uh, that I'll be, I'll be playing for you guys. It comes from the Stu Peter show, but uh, they, they talk about this and this is where we have to go. We have to start talking about uh, documents discussing relocating quote, high risk individuals to quote camps. Yes. We've covered this on the show Imper- uh, imprisoning rural Americans. And we have to touch on it again. Uh, and then finally, we'll be basically talking about agenda 2030 agenda 21 in the final segment, the UN considering the spray sulfate aerosols above the Earth's surface to reduce global temperatures. No, we won't be talking about Bill Gates. We might. We'll see. But that's all we have in this week's episode. I say that's all, but you guys know how this cookie crumbles. We say something simple and then we kind of get going someplace else entirely. Uh, But let me go ahead and do the quick intro. We'll start the news cruise, the radar read, then we'll get into this transmission. If you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to ko-fi forward slash noisera, coffee.com forward slash noisera. You buy some coffee. You can can donate one time. You can set up yourself a, a monthly subscription coffee.com forward slash noise era. I'll put that link in the description bar below. We are still working with the we, we the people processing folks. Uh, they are touching base. We're trying to decide whether or not we want to port the Jimdo site into a WordPress version, or if we should just make a whole new badass website entirely. That's going to take some time and some finances, uh, but we are still working with them. And if you guys want to support that effort and help consolidate and protect some of the work that we're doing. Join us, coffee.com forward slash noise era, or get yourself a subscription tier. I'll put that link in the description bar below. Final quick update. Uh, My Patriot Supply, Patriot, My Patriot Supply, storable goods. Guys, I'll also be talking about CBD oil and why a lot of people kind of need to kick back. People over here getting crazy and psychotic. There's like a mass psychosis going on. People are losing their effing, their mother loving minds right now, man. It's crazy. Uh, But, Storable goods. You guys are definitely going to need some. As I said earlier this week on the show, I mean, shucks, we're going to be talking about internment camps and crap like that. I mean, you guys heard me talk about it with Pam as well earlier in the show this week. Uh, the importance of having storable goods with a quality shelf life that lasts at least 20 years, five years. I mean, God knows we don't ever want to use these things, but it's better to have it and not need it. Than to need it and not have it. I'll put that link in the description bar below. Get yourself storable goods. There's multiple reasons to do so. Final update, and then we'll go into the radar read. Make sure you guys take some time to listen to uh, the mini cast we did earlier this week, man. Prayers, protests, and power to the people. That was a very, very powerful transmission, which I would highly recommend you guys to show either your friends, your loved ones, Uh, or any other people that you've met along your journey, because that's where we're at right now. We have scumbags. We're not going to be talking about Russian cannibalistic Satanists, but we are going to be talking about some of the insanity that's going on. But again, uh, make sure you listen to the mini cast we did earlier this week, prayers, protest, and power to the people, because the world is being engulfed by something. A spirit is being let loose right now. And this is a wave you don't want to miss. They're talking about COVID rage, right? You got Arnold Schwarzenegger hopping up over there saying, I don't care about your freedoms. Get your shot. You, 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 you've got a spirit going on right now. 
versus the shills and the puppets and the establishment types that all regurgitate the same propaganda. And then you have people who are actually waking up. We have an article we'll be getting into in the second segment that talks about how the people who are most hesitant to the vaccine are also the most educated. So congratulations, that's you. But there is a spirit awakening right now in the hearts and minds of men, and the system is doing everything it can to try to smother it, to try to nerf it, to muffle it, to put a mask on it. And all it's doing is exciting and agitating people into action. And with that being said, let's go ahead and start the show. Let's get into the radar read. <laughs> Let's get into the radar read. Now, uh, I won't lie. There's like a couple articles right off the bat that are very uh, interesting and telling of the times that we are in. Look at this right here. California man guilty of plotting, bu- plotting to bomb far right rally. This comes from Raw Story, a left-leaning organization, uh, as well as this right here. Let's start a riot. Illinois man sentenced to nearly nine years in prison for setting Minneapolis store on fire after posting his crimes on Fedbook. Let's read a little bit more about this uh, California man who tried to bomb a far right rally. Uh, I foresee a lot of these things taking place in the future. Uh, But again, this is from Raw Story. They put this up over here, August 12th. It says a U.S. Army veteran who converted to Islam was found guilty of plotting to bomb a white supremacist rally in California and could be sentenced to life in prison, the Justice Department said Thursday. Mark Stephen Domingo, 28, intended to explode two homemade bombs packed with long nails at the planned rally in Long Beach in April 2019. He was detected early on by the FBI and, prior to his arrest, undercover officers made sure that the bombs would not function as planned, the department said. On Wednesday, Domingo was found guilty in a jury trial of providing material support to terrorism and attempting to use a weapon of mass destruction. The charges carry a maximum sentence of life imprisonment. Yeah, so that's just what we're starting with. Uh, Bombs going off at far-right rallies. At rallies. You know, just uh, chaos, destabilization. It's like I didn't get around to posting it, but there was a clip going around the internet, a video going around the internet of, uh, you know, a woman walking up to another woman in broad daylight and shooting her and then casually getting back inside of the car. And I think to myself, you know, this is, this is clearly, this is not good. Uh, but what is happening to people to where, you know, murders are just happening. So casually death is just something that's embraced. It's like, even now with the COVID stuff, with the C-19 nonsense, We're just getting used to hearing about Bell's palsy, decreased lung functionality, seizures, blood clots, myocarditis, heart attacks, swelling. Oh, you know, we're just we're just getting used to it. Just getting used to it. So, heck, yeah, of course, there would be somebody that's planning to bomb a rally. Duh. These are those days. These are those days. Uh, You know, and and, and to touch more on this because of what we're going to be getting into now and into the future. Uh, with the vaccine, the separation of society, the fragmentation and everything else that goes along with that. When you go watch that Harrison Bergeron movie, it talks about these so-called uh, basically far-right events that take place, what they would consider terroristic attacks uh, because there wasn't enough jobs. There's not enough work. 
uh, for the unvaccinated and they want to be treated like equal people. But you could see kind of where that goes from there. Uh, go watch that movie, Harrison Bergeron. They're going to start, you know, withholding jobs and opportunities because people don't have the jabs. And so because people want a fair share, they just want to be able to work. They just want to get back on with their lives. Well, they can't. And so they're going to bomb some of these other places. But what I'm saying is this is the this is the exact opposite. This is the inversion of uh, what went on there in Harrison Bergeron. I'll put that link in the description bar below so you guys go check it out. It's well worth the watch. Harrison Bergeron. Yeah, see? Right there. Uh, expected to release or relocate a significant number of employees. Yeah. It's true. All right. Continue on. Uh, Zero Hedge. Half of America believes vaccine mandates and COVID passports are more important than, quote, protecting freedom. New poll finds. I'll be playing a clip for you guys in the second segment where we have a... Uh, Mark Dice video clip of people wanting to round up and detain anti-vaxxers. So just like that, obeying Big Brother is more important than fighting Big Brother. This is a very dangerous time period to be in. It really is. Uh, because you have foolish, you have the blind leading the blind. And that's why they, you see them shaming people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. When she tries to compare them to, to, to Nazi stars. I mean, think about where we are at right now. They're saying these they're dehumanizing people that don't agree with the agenda. We're going to be talking about it in the second segment as well, how they're just separating them from society. And once they've been separated, how far off is termination? It's a slippery slope to tyranny, and we are right there. Uh, I don't want to get into this because this guy's a scumbag. But continuing on, look at this. Hunter Biden tells Russians... Tells prostitute Russians stole his laptop. Yeah, there's a video. There's video footage of. Uh, there's video footage of Hunter going around screwing a Russian prostitute. And then during pillow talk saying, yeah, the Russians stole my laptop. And, you know, I guess at a certain level, I don't really care. Because this is just more perversion and decadence and degeneracy from the Biden regime. And them throwing that in our face, letting that type of information leak. Is them saying, yeah, we know this scumbag's dirty. That's why we use him. That's why they use him. There's a clip, too, floating around on the Internet of his handlers, of Biden not even listening to his handlers. They tell him to go this way, and then he just walks forward, then looks confused, and then walks in a completely different direction eventually to in interrupt inside of a house. It's like the guy can't even follow basic directions. This is insane. But Anyway, moving on with the rest of the story. Check this out. CDC recommends pregnant women get the C-19 vaccine. This is by, our, by Michael Ermain of Reuters, but the folks over there at Signs of Time put this up August 11th. Now, I'm going to read a little bit of this and I'm going to share with you guys a quick story. And I just found out, I think, uh, I think my, I think my lady told me she, the person that happened, had, that this happened to was like 24 weeks or 27 weeks pregnant. Tragic, tragic situation. Uh, but let me read this, how the CDC wants to recommend more trauma. It says pregnant women should get, should be vaccinated against C-19 Based on a new analysis that did not show increased risk for miscarriage, 
the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said on Wednesday. I find this, again, so interesting that they're putting this out at this time period, right, on August of 2020, because I know in September, that's nine months, 40 weeks, about the same time period that people would be popping out babies and the very same time period that they're saying, hey, we need to mandate the jabs for all these people. Uh, clearly, there's all kinds of women that are going to be pregnant that are trying to escape the jab. It's crazy and coincidental that they would release this type of information right as soon as they're saying, let's mandate the vaccines. This is them trying to say, oh, no, we need that pregnant statistics as well. So the CDC said it has found no safety concerns for pregnant people in either the new analysis or earlier studies. It said miscarriages, miscarriage rates after vaccination were similar to the expected rate. Pregnant women can receive any of the three vaccines given emergency authorization. Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson. Without long-term studies on the effects of the vaccine, it would be foolish for any pregnant woman to get a COVID vaccine. The agency had not previously recommended pregnant women get vaccinated because, or but had said that they should discuss vaccination with their healthcare, power, uh, healthcare providers. Sasha Ellington, team lead for the Emergency Preparedness and Response Team in the CDC's Division of Reproductive Health, said that the vaccine uptake in pregnant women has been slow with only 23% receiving at least one vaccine dose. Quote, we want to increase that, Ellington said, noting that the agency was working on strategies to have obstetricians and gynecologists become vaccine providers. Quote, we want women to be protected. We're not seeing any safety signals, and so the benefits of vaccination really do outweigh any potential or unknown risks. Pregnancy increases the risk of severe illness from C-19, according to the CDC, and C-19 during pregnancy increases the risk for preterm birth. We'll be talking about that here shortly. Uh, the CDC said it now recommends all people 12 years and older get vaccinated against C-19, including people who are pregnant, breastfeeding, trying to get pregnant, or who might become pregnant in the future. Saying, quote, we are aware of the myths that have been spread relating to fertility. They are not based on any evidence. There's no science to back that up, Ellington said. Quote, we hope this helps. There's also no science to prove that it's safe for a child in gestation either. And so I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know that the reason we are recording a little bit later in the day is because I was doing my final ultrasound. Yep. Final ultrasound. We are 30. Oh, shucks. Are we 35 or 30 week, 36 weeks in two days? Anyway, the baby's like six out uh, six pounds and or four. I forget. It's like six pounds and four ounces. Either way, we got a very textbook, healthy baby. You know, we saw more pictures of her. If you guys were in the exclusive members chat, I showed you some photos. We saw her face again today. She's got super chubby cheeks. She was sucking on her thumb. It's adorable. Freaking adorable. Setting up the birth room uh, over the weekend. Um, you know, moving around the bassinet and sorting through the diapers and uh, getting her little onesies and her outfits together. Yeah, it was adorable. It truly was adorable. Like I said, I just got back from the ultrasound office. It said they were a textbook baby. And what's so crazy uh, is the very same doctor, the one that did the wolfing thing at us when we first got in there, he was the one that finally came in at the very end and said, wow, you guys have a perfectly healthy baby. Like there's nothing that I can say is wrong. He had to eat crow and you could see it on his fucking face. Oh, this is anyway, what I'm trying to tell you is we have a perfectly healthy baby because we didn't get the jab. 
Now, I know two people already who have received the jab and have had, had experienced uh, not necessarily severe adverse reactions. One did. Shucks, I guess now three, now that I think about it. Anyway, the story with this one is uh, a, a girl that's like 24 or 27 weeks. She recently received the jab and she had preterm birth. Her baby is like a month old, unable to breathe and is in the hospital. And my wife, who works with her, was just like, hey, like, like it was it was it was it was completely crazy because she passed out at work and then like went into labor super early. And so they got that baby out and, you know, she can't be around the baby because it's still developing. It's in the hospital, got all kinds of tubes and stuff in it. And she's back at work because she doesn't want to be stuck at the hospital. And so preterm birth is a real thing. Uh, I had to ask my lady. I was like, hey, so is this do you think this is vaccine related? Because if that mandate went in just like last week. And then you're having your friends having like a preterm birth, like the following week. What the heck? Another friend, she can't feel her baby. It's like something with the placenta and where where the embryo is like she can't feel the baby kick and the baby move the way like you, you normally should. And she received the jab a couple months ago. And so, yeah, no, the CDC recommending pregnant women to get the C-19 jab, that's way too coincidental for that type of crap to be coming out right now. They're trying to assuage people's fears and pacify them, saying, no, go ahead and get that jab. We need that data. And let me tell you, looking through the VAERS system, at least one of the VAERS systems, there is so much information there that I would highly recommend people against it. Do not do that. But if at this point, at this stage of the game, you want to subject yourself and your baby to an experimental gene therapy, there's not much I can do for you. If you're not willing to stand up for them babies, well, guess what, man? It's only going to get worse. You think this is bad. I'm telling you. So, yeah, no. Uh, Let's get a couple more of these in and then let's actually start the show. Because, again, this is just the radar read. This is just the radar read. Right here. CDC Director Walensky, quote, only certain t- only certain immunocompromised individuals may need COVID booster shots. Only the people that we shot up with the jab may need another jab. <laughs> uh, and here it is. Here it is. I, uh, this, this sums it up perfectly. Uh, CDC planning, quote, green zone relocation camps for people at, quote, high risk of the coronavirus. And more troops to be deployed against the people in Sydney, Australia, after one new case of COVID pops up. So, yeah, no. Things are getting crazy. Tyson employees walk off job to protest the vaccine mandate. Of course. People don't want the jab. They don't want to be uh, an experiment. Uh, Right here, 40% of illegal aliens bust into Texas City test positive for C-19. It goes on and on and on. All right, let's get one more. California burning. Former college professor arrested for setting fires near massive Dixie Blaze. I'm going to save this so we can get into this later on in the show. I think that'll be important when we start talking about uh, 
climate change and all the other stuff that comes with that. Uh, but there is just some of the insanity, a uh, quick smattering of the articles. Again, a read into what's going on at there. Let me, let me, I'm not sure if you want to chime in real quick, Amy, and, and talk about uh, your, your situation, your amino, immunoglobulin, a, de- a deficiency. I'm not sure if you want to chime in. You're more than welcome to. Um, we'll be covering, we'll be covering more of the COVID stuff in the second segment. But, you know, I think this is like, even, even, even covering that right there, I look at the, uh, could the could the could these green zones could these concentration camps be for the people who receive the vaccine? I mean, clearly that's clearly that's me being optimistic, thinking that it's not going to be for those that are unvaccinated. But you get what I'm saying. What are they going to start doing whenever all these people who are immunocompromised uh, start being severely affected from whatever variant they release? But again, we'll cover that in the next segment. We'll go ahead and start getting into some of again some of the some of the craziness that popped up this week. Like, listen to this, guys. Check this out. How wild is this? Oregon suspends the need for high school graduates to be proficient in reading, writing, and math. So to graduate from awesome, Amy. Yeah, just uh, whatever we get into the second segment, I'll pull you in and and, and we'll we'll chat real quick. Uh, but think about this. This is where school is at now. They don't need you to think. They don't need you to write. They don't need you to have critical thinking, critical thinking, or reasoning skills, or you know, literature, literature skills, or anything like that. Grammar, nope, nope. Math is racist, right? We've heard this before. They're literally saying that you could graduate without knowing how to read, write, or do math. And what's crazy is I have a, a, a buddy out here who actually quit uh, the public school system because he's like. He, he was saying the same thing. Some of the kids that are coming into his class, 15, 16 year olds, they can't do basic math. Yet they are still expected to pass these people. It's like, well, this person's clearly not competent. They, they, they struggle retaining the information. Like, I don't think these people are, 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 are able to function. I think they should be able to retake some of these classes. I don't think these people should, should, should get a passing grade. That's not what they want. What they want is dumbed down, obedient people who don't know anything because you can control people who have low information. That's why we talk a lot about low information voters and what's going on uh, with, with, with immigration and so on and so forth. But let's get into this and then we'll continue on from there. Maybe that'll help explain again what's going on. They don't want you to think or question what you're being taught. They don't want you to have like a renaissance mindset, true liberal arts and things like this. No. They want to teach you just enough so you can be obedient. They don't want to teach you taxes. They don't want to teach you home economics. They don't want to teach you how to run a business, balance a checkbook, any of that type of stuff. What they need from you is to just be as simple as you can to perform a very basic function. Let's get into this article by Jonathan Turley. He says, I was once told by a pilot that jet bridges are the most dangerous places in aviation because, quote, no one dies on the plane. When someone has a fatal episode on a plane, 
the preference is to move the person outside to, quote, call the code on the bridge rather than require the plane to be held or quarantined due to the death. If you just move them outside, they died somewhere else. The result is that it can be challenging to determine how many people actually die on airplanes. That story came to mind this week as more schools move to end a standardized testing, a move that can guarantee no one fails in their schools. In this case, students who lack proficiency in basic subjects are being sent out into society or even college to fail somewhere else, anywhere other than the school. Many of us have long objected to the chronic failures of public school in major cities like New York, Detroit, Washington, D.C., and Baltimore to achieve bare proficiency for many students in reading, writing, and math. The response in many districts is for some to declare standardized testing or meritocracy as racist, while other districts eliminate special programs or schools for gifted students. Oregon has found a simpler approach. Governor Katie Brown just signed a bill last month that drops any proficiency requirement in reading, writing, or math before graduation. Problem solved. The short bill includes this provision, saying that, quote, Section 3, notwithstanding any rules adopted by the State Board of Education, a student may not be required to show proficiency in essential learning skills as a condition of receiving a high school diploma during the 2021, 2022, 2023, and 2024 school year. The pandemic, or the pandemic was the basis for initial suspension of such requirements, but now it's being extended. The call for a, quote, more inclusive and equitable review of graduation and proficiency requirements was supported by the Foundations for a Better Oregon to change the requirement to, quote, reflect what every student needs to thrive in the 21st century. That appears not to include proficiency in being able to write, read, or do simple math. The supporters insist that it is unfair to require students to show knowledge on tests. Charles Boyle, the, Depart- the, the Deputy Communications Director from Governor Brown's office, is quoted as saying that the new standards for graduation will help, the benefit, will help benefit the state's Black, Latino, Latinx, Indigenous, Asian, Pacific, Islander, Tribal, and students of color. The, quote, benefit, however, is more to the school district in getting kids out of the door with a diploma without shouldering the burden to get them to a point of bare proficiency. And it goes on from there. You get the point. The idea is to dumb things down. The idea isn't to uh, empower you with the knowledge. It's like when I get up over here and I shoot you guys straight and I talk about this stuff and I tell you everything I know. No matter how intense it is, I try to break it down in any kind of in, 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 in multiple ways. I'm giving you this knowledge, knowing full well that it's my best. And it's I'm not dumbing things down because I feel like you need to be spoon fed information. I'm giving you straight up whiskey every single week. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not bull crapping you. And so whenever people kind of get, you know beat around the bush and aren't so direct and everything's kind of wishy-washy, you know, that that indecision uh, creates confusion. And so what I'm trying to say is they're, 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 you've seen them do it already. Say that education is fluid. Math is racist. Uh, you know, showing proof, of, showing proof of answers is racist. It's white supremacy. Uh, what they're trying to do is, 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 is destroy traditional education. This is like a nail in the coffin type deal really is. We'll be playing a clip here shortly of a teacher that talks about quitting these schools because she doesn't want to be a part of any of these political agendas. 
And that's what I'm saying. We're not teaching kids uh, the very basics of how to function in society and be a contributing member to society. What we're doing is we're turning them into uh, propaganda agents that have been indoctrinated to and expect to go out there and indoctrinate others. They're not discussing true philosophy. They're not discussing true renaissance, true history, just making crap up as they go. Like, I'm going to play for you guys real quick a clip. What? I'm going to play for you guys a clip that, that, that exemplifies everything I'm trying to say. You have actual teachers and educators out there that want to see kids do well, but they're being uh, held back due to the fact that, well, they're not with the agenda. They're not with the program. And if you're not with the program, they're not going to let you succeed. And that's what we're seeing right now. You're seeing it with COVID. You're seeing it with society. You're seeing it with so many things and more. Let me pull up this quick clip for you guys of this of this teacher who talks about quitting uh, her job of being a teacher because she actually wants to teach. And they're not letting her do that. What they're doing is they're forcing her to be a propaganda agent, proselytizing agendas, indoctrinating children, and she doesn't want to do that. So we'll play this quick clip, and then I have what a modern teacher looks like on the other side. Laura Morris, I have been a teacher in Loudoun County Public Schools for five years and a teacher for 10. In that time, I have learned so much, being on the cutting edge of educational technology and working with a diverse population of students that I have loved. This year, I have the privilege to follow my amazing fourth graders up to fifth, and I have been excited about this all summer. On the other hand, this summer, I have struggled with the idea of returning to school, knowing that I'll be working yet again with a school division that despite its shiny tech and flashy salary, promotes political ideologies that do not square with who I am as a believer in Christ. After reading about your lack of consideration for the growing population of concerned citizens in this division, clearly evidenced by this empty room tonight where you shut the doors to the public as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and i encouraging us to fill it out if we hear one another speaking against the controversial policies being promoted by this school board and adopted in this county not only that but within the last year i was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white christian able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that quote this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools. And thankfully, yes, and thankfully we are beginning to see that. That's what happens. Uh, whenever you literally have teachers having to quit in order to get their viewpoint across. I mean, how much more obvious does it get? We've, we've had people come out and say, hey, no, 
I don't want to be a part of this. They're teaching your kids to hate not only each other, but their parents as well. You're seeing the state come after your kids and well-meaning people like this are the things standing in between because they don't want to be a part of this agenda. They don't want to do what the system is saying, but this is their only weapon. That's why that woman, this is why her, her quitting is one of the most honorable things and one of the most powerful things she's probably ever done. Talk about a resume, right? Saying you left this place because you have values. And that's what we're going to see more of. And that's what I'm saying is the institutions, the establishment is leaving people like that. But yet people like this are leaving the establishment in droves, in waves, because they can't compete. An ideology of freedom, an ideology based on love, of renaissance, of truth, of philosophy, of so much more. You can't compete with that. You can try, you can try to mimic it. And sure enough, that's what we'll be getting into here shortly. Somebody that tried to mimic this behavior, mimic this altruism. But think about that, because we'll be getting into all the, the, the maiming and destruction that the vaccine is causing in the, in the second segment. Christian able-bodied people. What kind of crap is that? So, so able-bodied people are the problem. So you got to make everybody retarded because people who are able-bodied, normal, God-loving are an issue. This is where we're going. I was talking with Pam about this the other day after the show. The word straight is now a slur. That's where we are at in such upside down times. This is what these people are being taught. Look at this. Let me pull this up for you. Look at this. Audio listeners, you guys can't see it, but you'll hear it here shortly. I'm going to be playing for you now. Uh, one of these newer teachers that's out there. One of these LGBTQ plus diversity officers that are willing to propagate this transgenderism nonsense to your kids. She goes on a crazy rant about the misusage of pronouns and how ah she messed up. This is what education has become. They dumbed it down and made it obedience to just clown world obscenity. I kid you not, you're going to listen to this and it's going to terrify you because this is what these people are obsessed about. Gender, sex, conformity, pronouns. And none of that is freedom-based. None of these things that these people offer are actually liberating. If anything, they're enslaving. They're more, uh, they're more fleshly. You see, that's what I'm saying. Christian able-bodied people are the problem. We need to replace that. Christian able-bodied people hold the power within the institution. We need to replace that. Look at what they're going to replace it with, gang. Guys, I messed up. I messed up. So I had a kid on Monday. They said their pronouns were she, her. Then on Wednesday, yesterday, they came to me and they said, you know what? My pronouns are they, them. I want you in the class to use they, them. Okay, cool, great. They come to class today. There's names on desks in groups for assigned seats. They can't find theirs because I guess my first class knocked it off. So I go to the class. Hey, is she in anyone's group? Does anyone see her name? It took me five minutes to realize what I did. So someone asked a question yesterday. What do you do when you mess up? Well, we all mess up. So what I did when they 
were sitting by themselves, I approached them and said, I screwed up, didn't I? And they said, yep. And I said, I am so sorry. Jesus. That is completely 100% my fault. I apologize. I will not get it wrong moving forward. Um, you know, please know I heard you when you told me your pronouns and I will get it right. That was totally my bad. I apologize. Um, so that's what you do. You own it. You apologize. Wow. You know, they, <laughs> you know, they were happy that I came over to them. They were disappointed in me. Dude. I just saw a look of disappointment and I was like so disappointed in myself. Dude, audio listeners, if you guys can, I would highly recommend you guys to go watch this. Like, my God, this is such a crazy, uh, this is such a crazy clip because this person's like totally committed to what's going on with the whole pronouns thing. And uh, it's just incredible to see because I, I, I know teachers, I know activists and then, and what the hell, dude, this is something else entirely. Uh, but again, these are the people that want to have access to your kids. You, you guys want me to pull up the clip for you of the gay men's San Francisco choir over there saying, hey, we're going to molest your kids. We want access to them. It's people like this, right, who are saying, yes, no, let's pave the way. Let's groom children. Let's let, let's let's make sure they use the right pronouns. Otherwise, we'll get angry if they don't. Like a fair amount of this is mind control. This is insane, dude. Um, Kids got to see that every single day. Oh, my gosh. That would scare me. That would scare me. I'm not kidding. And I'm not trying to be a jerk either. I'm just saying this is this is what's going on. This is what they're teaching kids. This is what education has become. This is uh, what they mean by, oh, tolerance and all this other stuff, man. It is very impressive and creepy to see. Uh, but speaking of impressive and creepy, look at this. Russian member of parliament calls for gays to be sterilized and kept in shelters like cats warned by the nation's human rights council. This is an article by Johnny tickle. They put this up over there. It sounds the time August 9th. And the reason I'm pulling this article up after talking about what's going on in these new schools, we're going to be playing a clip for you guys in the second segment of Biden hiring somebody from the LGBTQ community to propagandize and shill out for the vaccine what I'm trying to say is this is not a good thing. And I had covered this whenever the, the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir had their whole little song as well. A fair amount of the people who are in the LGBTQP community have been molested themselves. And just because you have people normalizing it and indoctrinating others into that belief, that doesn't mean it's a good thing. So no, I don't believe gays should be sterilized and kept in shelters like cats. But I also don't believe they should be trying to, you know, force their uh, trauma or force their proclivities and perversions onto the next generation. And I should not be considered a bigot or a homophobe for simply saying stay away from children and their genitalia and their gender. Like, it is insane. And again, I've got to go back to things from a sociological, psychological aspect, the mind control aspect or the mind control connotations of forcing somebody to uh, believe in your delusions is insane. It's like there was a video that came out earlier this week of a gentleman confronting another gentleman that was posing as a woman. And he's like, listen, you're not a woman. You need to stop acting like this. And 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 what's crazy is I again, didn't get the clip. It went viral. 
Uh, but I saw the follow-up interview the, same, the day after. He was wearing a bulletproof vest. He's like, business is booming. We have all kinds of people buying all kinds of stuff. It's great. But one of the main things he kind of pointed out is these people haven't been pushed back against. The LGBTQP, the gays, and the, this, this whole thing. And it hasn't been pushed back against. And so now, you know, they think it's only appropriate to tell the kids how to do this, how to engage in this type of behavior. And so this response from this Russian member of parliament, that's too extreme. But if we don't respond appropriately to the indoctrination of children, this type of government overreach will take place. Let's, re let's, let's read this and then we'll continue on from there. This is a notorious Russian member of parliament known for making inflammatory remarks has dubbed gay people quote, the lowest stage of development of the animal world and called for the country's homosexual population to be, quote, sterilized like stray cats. Answering a journalist's question on his TikTok account, Vitaly Milanov also proposed opening shelters for gay people where they would be housed and fed. The video now appears to be removed. Quote, we have to be humane, Milanov said. Quote, how do we fight stray cats? We sterilize them and gays should be sterilized too. Quote, of course, you cannot compare cute cats to gays, he continued, before dubbing homosexuals, quote, the lowest stage of development of the animal world. In response to the inflammatory comments, the head of Russia's Human Rights Council, Valery Fedev, called on the NP to mind his language and stop calling for people to break the law. Quote, it seems to me that, just as in Soviet times, the party committee should deal with him. It is not right if an MP has not read the Russian constitution, Fedev said, quote, you can have a negative opinion towards gays in the LGBTQP community, but a politician should watch his language and should not publicly call for breaking laws. Uh, the reason I have to kind of side with this is because we're going, to be getting, we're going to be getting into some of the other more authoritarian things that are being said uh, to unvaccinated people versus vaccinated people. But this type of language, period, is what we should be worried for. First, it's the gays. Then it's the unvaccinated. Right. Then it, uh, then it's the cripples, the disabled. Then it's the people who engage in wrong thinking. You see where this goes? Like one of the main things I, I end up looking into or noticing specifically with Canada is they do a lot of euthanasia up there. Like they euthanize a lot of people and a lot of things up there in Canada. And so I'm not saying gays need to be euthanized or anything like that. But what I'm trying to get across to you is this type of uh, this Nazi ideology where they have the idea of what a perfect human is, is infecting modern day politics. Uh, and if we don't engage in somewhat of a course correct, it's going to get out of control. And that's kind of what you see happening right now, uh, where the establishment is going through mutation, assuming all kinds of control. And we're sitting here on the backside trying to figure out how to rein it in. And so one minute, you know, therefore the LGBTQ plus the next, they're not. And that's what I was talking about uh, earlier in the week and a couple episodes ago, saying that the system, the establishment was just able to put on a completely different face. And that's what we're seeing. And over there in Russia, they're showing a different face. Uh, but speaking of showing face, speaking of changing things up. I think this is a good final clip for me to play before we get into uh, the COVID stuff in the second segment. Let me play on this clip of Rand Paul urging Americans to choose freedom 
over any potential forthcoming COVID-19 lockdowns, saying that it's time for us to resist. And this is important because, again, you've got them indoctrinating kids. You've got them poisoning kids. You've got them in Russia literally saying, let's sterilize the gays and all kinds of other crazy stuff like this. This is getting out of control. And if people continue to obey this tyrannical system, giving it more and more power, abdicating their power, well, where do you think this is going to go? So let's play this clip and then we'll take a quick break and pick it up on the other side. For us to resist. They can't arrest all of us. They can't keep all of your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed, although I've got a long list of ones they might keep closed or might ought to keep closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. Nancy Pelosi, you will not arrest or stop me or anyone on my staff from doing our jobs. We have either had COVID, had the vaccine, or been offered the vaccine. We will make our own health choices. We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. President Biden, we will not accept your agency's mandates or your reported moves towards a lockdown. No one should follow the CDC's anti-science mask mandates. And if you want to shut down federal agencies again, some of which aren't even back to work yet, I will stop every bill coming through the Senate with an amendment to cut their funding if they don't come back to work in person. Local bureaucrats and union bosses, we will not allow you to do more harm to our children again this year. Children are not at any more risk from COVID than they are from the seasonal flu. Every adult who works in schools has either had the vaccine or had their chance to get vaccinated. There is no reason for mask mandates, part-time schools, or any lockdown measures. Children are falling behind in school and are being harmed physically and psychologically by the tactics that you have used to keep them from the classroom during the last year. We won't allow it again. If a school system attempts to keep children from full-time in-person school, I will hold up every bill with two amendments, one to defund them and another to allow parents the choice of where the money goes for their child's education. Do I sound fed up to you? That's because I am. I'm not a career politician. I practiced medicine for 33 years. I graduated from Duke Medical School. I've worked in emergency rooms. I've studied immunology and virology, and I ultimately chose to become an eye surgeon. I've been telling everyone for a year now that Dr. Fauci and other public health bureaucrats were not following the science, and I've been proven right time and time again. But I'm not the only one who's fed up. I can't go anywhere these days without people coming up and thanking me for standing up for them, whether I'm at work or at events in Kentucky, at airports, in restaurants, or in stores. People thank me for taking a stand. They thank me for standing up for actual science, for standing up for freedom, for standing against mandates, lockdowns, and bureaucratic power grabs. I think the tide is turning as more and more people are willing to stand up. I see stories from across the country of parents standing up to the unions and school boards. I see brave moms standing up and saying, my kids need to go back to school in person. I see members of Congress refusing to comply with petty tyrant Pelosi. We are at a moment of truth and a crossroads. 
Will we allow these people to use fear and propaganda to do further harm to our society, economy, and children? Or will we stand together and say, absolutely not, not this time, I choose freedom. I choose freedom. And you have chosen Factions of Freedom. This is Noisera over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. is how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Because they've been brainwashed. We really need camps for adults that you all run. I mean, really. All of America needs the programming. My resolve has never been stronger. Now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. So thank you again for giving me this honor. Uh, it will be a day I will not forget. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire. For a safe and In our efforts since 1990, we could contribute to the integration of Suenia into the European family, but also through many activities into the global affairs. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Is a microaggression. 
Here comes Angela Freddy. He's always ready to fight fascism with fascism. Starbucks windows don't stand a chance. Ethic enhancer. He's a systematic racism finder. And then we're back. Welcome back. We are back. Just like that. And I think that's pretty funny. The uh, the heroes that think that they're villains. The heroes that think that they're victims. And I had a little bit of a Freudian slip there because they are heroes that are for sure acting like villains. Yeah, the social justice warrior types, the SJW types. The masked Nazi types, they are for sure acting like villains. That's why I told you guys that. Like, you know who else wears masks? Villains. <laughs> Thugs. Jackboots of the state. Kid you not. You go look at some of the footage of the protests that went down over there in Germany, and they are literally identical to, like, stormtrooper outfits. Kid you not. So the social justice warriors, the jackboots of the state, they're all the, they're all, they're all the same. Another thing we had discussed earlier this week on the show, the actual cops who are leaving the force right now, who are resisting the mandatory vaccinations, uh, who are standing up against, you know, other bad cops uh, that have crooked police departments and corrupt politicians. Those cops that actually have backbones, they are being forced out. And I told you guys this right as soon as we came into Biden's administration. His inauguration picture looked like something out of Star Wars. It looked like the rise of the empire. That's what they're doing. They're pur- these are these ideological purges that are taking place. They're trying to set the way for the jackboots of the state, the stormtroopers, the Sith Lords, the people who will carry out these type of not only treasonous, but villainous acts. You don't think Antifa would love to take somebody's baby away from them because they believe that they could raise their child better than somebody else. Is that not the archetypal mindset of these people? I don't want to have a kid, but I'm going to tell you how to raise your kid. You understand? You, you, you got to see the push that's taking place right now. Uh, but let's go ahead and start getting into, actually, wait a second. Wait a second. Amy and Pam, if you guys want to join me and talk about uh, talk about your situation, talk about some of the stuff that's popped up, you guys are more than welcome to. I'm going to go ahead and kind of start getting into the news and the uh, the show content that we have for this segment. Uh, but feel free to pipe in whenever you whenever you whenever you need to, and uh, we'll just feed you in. We'll go ahead and get you ready. But check this out. I have a quick compliment for you guys. Check this out. A study finds the most highly educated Americans are also the most vaccine resistant. So if you've been vaccine resistant, heck yeah, guess what? You're highly educated. That's good. That's a good thing. I'm going to clap. Good. Golf claps. Golf claps. You're highly educated. You're highly informed. That's probably why they want to dumb down information like they're doing over there in Oregon. So you just stop asking questions and you roll up your sleeve. You see how that works? (laughs) You're educated. 
You're informed. Therefore, you're suspicious and paranoid of letting an experimental non-FDA approved gene therapy be jammed inside your body. But to everybody else who doesn't want to do the research and says, oh, well, that's just silly. I don't want to do any thinking. Sign me up. Give me my Dunkin' Donuts. Heck yeah. So let's let's read about this. This comes from Paul Joseph Watson. They put this up August 11th over there at Summit.News. It says a new report by researchers at the Carnegie Mellon University and the University of Pittsburgh has found that the most highly educated Americans are also the most vaccine resistant or hesitant. The researchers canvassed no fewer than 5 million Americans who responded to the survey on whether they were, quote, probably or, quote, definitely not planning on getting a COVID vaccine. The results will shock many. Quote, more surprising is the breakdown in vaccine hesitancy by level of education, reports unheard. Quote, it finds that the association between hesitancy and education levels follows a U-shaped curve with the highest hesitancy among those least and most educated people a master's degree had the had, people that had a master's degree had the least hesitancy and the highest hesitancy was among those holding a phd in addition while the lowest educated saw the largest drop in vaccine hesitancy for the first five, five months of 2021 those with phds were the most likely to not change their minds i wonder where i'm at with my borderline autistic self uh, the study also reveals that the most common concern for those who are hesitant to take the vaccine is potential side effects with a lack of trust and government close behind and second. The results of the investigation completely debunked, debunked the notion amplified by media narratives that only, quote, dumb people are vaccine hesitant. It also demolishes the New York Times White House correspondent Annie Carney's characterization of elitists who attended Obama's 60th birthday party as sophisticated and vaccinated. How many of them took, haven't taken the vaccine? But you get the point. Because people want to see probably peer-reviewed studies. Again, they don't want to plunge non-FDA-approved experimental gene therapies inside of their body. They're also seeing that this is a worldwide experiment that we don't have the data on. And guess what? They don't want to be the data. Wow. It's a litmus test. It's population control. That's literally what this is. They straight up told you the mask is, if you go read an N95 mask box, it tells you it's not going to protect you from COVID. They told you the mask doesn't work. The vaccine doesn't work. Put your mask back on. You need another vaccine. It's like, what the bejesus? What is this? And so, yeah, this is why it's obey big brother. Don't think you're doing too much of that. And since people don't want to do too much thinking, oh, you're right. I did too much of that last year. I don't want to do any of that this year. I just want to, you know, go back to the clubs, hurry up and give me my shot. They just take the jab. But you see, again, it's that type of stinking thinking, that mental midgetry, that intellectual laziness that's going to get you killed. Because check this out right here. CDC flops again now admits that, quote, fully vaccinated people are spreading C-19. My God. That's why I'm like, oh my God, what are we doing? Are we living in a twilight zone? Where am I? What year is it? What time is it? Because I could have swore I said this. But you see, that's how this all works. The truth had to come to light. Well, how are the what? how are the fully vaccinated people spreading the COVID, dude? Because they're injecting you with it, you stupid jabroni. 
let me read this and then uh maybe I'll stop being so frustrated. It's just it it's just the real in, the, the real enemy is ignorance, laziness and evil. At the end of the day, that is our own our our, our worst enemy. That's how they get you is with convenience, accessibility and the faux idea of efficiency. You learn more through hardship than you will comfortability. But again, I'm pontificating. I'm ranting. Let me read this article by Ethan Huff of Natural News. They put this up August 9th, and then we'll pick it up on the other side. That's just, it's, an, it's incredible. It's incredible because guess what? We're not going to be done with just the C19, the Bell's palsy, the decreased lung functionality, the blood clots, the seizures, uh, everything, the, par- the paralysis, right? The dystonia, the range the preterm births, the reigns of just adverse side effects are, 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 are out of control, let alone worrying about COVID. It's like, what are we doing to our population of people and to an entire generation of people? So let's read this and then we'll continue on. It says CDC flops again. Now admits that, quote, fully vaccinated people are spreading C-19. It's back in March. The U.S. CDC declared that it was impossible for people who have been, quote, vaccinated for the Wuhan coronavirus to spread it to others. As of July 27th, however, the CDC has flip-flopped by deciding that Fauci, that the Fauci flu shot recipients are, in fact, actively spreading the disease. In its latest proclamation of science, quote, the CDC contends that, quote, fully vaccinated people should wear a face mask indoors because they could infect others with one of the circulating variants which we know are being spread by the Trump injections. Rochelle Walensky has declared that according to her, quote, science, the latest Chinese virus variants are, quote, uniquely different and uniquely different than the other ones that were circulating last year. This, she says, means that fully injected people are infectious and should be avoided. Quote, information on the Delta variant from several states and other countries indicates that in rare occasions, some vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant after vaccination may be contagious and spread the virus to others. Walensky declared an announcement contradicting statements she made as recently as May. Quote, this new science is worrisome and unfortunately warrants an update to our recommendation. Even though the Chinese disease shots are actively infecting and killing those who take them, as well as those, as well as others whom they come into contact with, Walensky is still one of the persuasion of that persuasion that everyone should still get the shots because they could help quote flatten the curve. We need to flatten the curve, flatten Andrew Cuomo. Uh, but getting back into this, Walensky also wants America's youth to be muzzled for eight hours a day during the upcoming school year. A child's face should be should never be visible and should always have a Fauci flu veil covering it at all times. This is the only way to keep everyone, quote, safe, she insists. Quote, CDC recommends that everyone in K through 12 schools wear a mask indoors, including teachers, staff, students, and visitors, regardless of vaccination status. Walensky announced, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki agrees, urging Americans to exchange oxygen for excess carbon dioxide and breathing waste, as this is the only way to stop the spread of the disease according to the government. This is all according to them. I mean, if that's what you're into, if you kind of like being lied to and being in like an abusive relationship, you know, and screwed over left and right, heck yeah, listen to these dirtbags. They got all the answers. 
if you, again, if you like being lied to on a religious basis, please, by all means, listen to these dirtbags. They seem like they got everything figured out. That's just me. But what am I? You know, and, and, and again, that's what I'm saying. Low information voters, they're, they're, they're appealing to the worst and not the lowest common denominator, the bottom of the barrel. Like, that's why they're just saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Wear your mask, put your mask on, get your jab. Because, again, if this was actual critical thinking, logic, reasoning, if we were actually having a, a debate and discussion like free thinking, critical thinking individuals do, we would get to the bottom of this and we would realize that this isn't something we should do. But again, because you have low information voters, people who don't have time, they've been radicalized, trauma, uh, traumatized and brainwashed to listen to their phone and hump over the news forever. They don't know how to research. They don't know how to think. They don't have any discernment. When we sat here for like an entire year and said like, oh, I know we seem like I know this seems crazy, but it doesn't. The numbers don't add up. We're being lied to here. Is there a real virus? Heck yes. Are people dying from it? Hell no. What are they dying from? The vaccine that they created for the virus. Crazy, right? Well, <laughs> this is where we're at. But because because something that monumental seems so far-fetched and so away from the norm, people don't want to go near that. They don't want to touch that thing with a 50-foot pole. That's too much truth for folks. And so they go by the default and listen to their adversaries. They listen to their enemies. I mean, shucks, you would think uh, common sense would tell you if you're trying to bribe me to take a shot, give me free donuts, free everything else. Something tells me I shouldn't do this. But again, if you don't have discernment, you can't look out for red flags like this. You're, 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 you're not going to you're not going to pay attention. But that's what I'm saying. They have beat the intuition out of us. And they did that. They did that through. They, they, they did that through traumatizing us is the easiest way to describe it. They did that through traumatizing us. Uh, but let me go ahead and pull up these quick clips for you good people of people who are fighting back against the tyranny. And then we'll continue on from there. There are people who, again, are waking up to the injustice of COVID and fighting back because they are pushing. Our adversaries are pushing harder than ever. And we have people waking up faster than ever. Check this out right here. Uh, you have a no Nazi pass protest taking place. New Yorkers are gathering outside City Hall to protest the mayor's C-19 vaccine certification order. Okay. Just put your mask on. That's what you keep hearing, right? Here is uh, Andrew. Here's Bill de Blasio holding up a severed head of Lady Liberty, as well as wearing a Che Guevara shirt. Classic communist propaganda, right? Or anti-communist propaganda right here, uh, saying that, again, 
New York Mayor Bill de Blasio is a devout communist destroying American liberty. It's another quick clip. What's going on here? There it is. The people trying to wake up. The people coming alive. Amen. Amen. And we're seeing more of that. So again, highly educated people are resisting the jab. Religious people are resisting the jab. People who have fled communism aren't resisting the jab. Check this out. You got shills like this jabroni over here. <laughs> you've got you've got shills like this jabroni right here. You guys all have seen it before saying, I don't care about your freedoms. Follow the COVID regulations. But I think people should know there is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Oh. Because with freedom comes obligations and, and responsibilities. We cannot just say, I have the right to do X, Y, and Z. When you affect other people, that is when it gets serious. It's like no different than a traffic light. We put a traffic light at the intersection so someone doesn't kill someone else by accident. So this is why we have a traffic light. You cannot say, no one is going to tell me that I'm going to stop here, that I have to stop at this traffic light here. I'm going to go right through it. Yeah. Then you kill someone else, and then it is you doing. So this is the same thing with the virus. You cannot go and not put a mask on because when wow. you breathe, you can infect someone else and wow. you can infect someone that then gets sick and may die. So this is why I think it's so crazy. Like, I don't care about a single word that Arnold Schwarzenegger said right there. Like, I know I, his lips were bumping. He was gumping something out, but it's just crazy. I tuned him out for a second there. Like, I was listening to him, but I definitely tuned him out, man. Uh, and I'm not being a jerk. I'm just saying that it's it's crazy how little influence somebody can have on you uh, if you don't let them. And it's just crazy how irrelevant he is, how irrelevant uh, Arnold is, Hollywood is, and how little institutional power and influence those people have. I'll say this and I'll play this quick clip for you guys. We were talking about it just the other day, how uh, these kids these days, they don't look up to Hollywood don't care about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Idris Elba and Samuel L. Jackson and Tom Cruise and uh, Johnny Depp. They don't care about these folks, man. They got the TikTok stars. They used to have people like me over there on the Instagram, the social media celebrities. Now they just got the TikTok influencers. They don't care about Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's just some old dude that was in movies that one time. That's how they legit feel. And so because, oh, well, uh, juveniles vax that thing up didn't work. Yelling at uh, Joy Behar saying we need to get people vaccinated didn't work. They rolled out the Arnold Schwarzenegger and that's not going to work either. But that's what I'm saying. This is how how little institutional uh, power 
that the, the these dying organizations have. Like, check this out. You literally have, I'm going to be playing a series of clips here for you guys shortly. You have the French police standing with people saying, we do not support vaccine mandates. We're not going to enforce this. So that's what I'm saying. People like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Idris Elba, all these other celebrities, they're, they're saying stuff. Their, their lips are bumping, their gums are bumping, but they're not saying anything of value. Power to the people. Power to the people. And we're going to need it. We're going to need every bit of power we can get because these people are going to push and they're going to keep pushing. Thousands on thousands of people coming together in the name of freedom, trying to defy these tyrannical orders and edicts. And audio listeners, you guys can't see this, but you've you literally got this the French police walking with the French citizens in the middle of the street for what looks like probably miles. Oh man. Here's another video of uh, in nice France, in Nice, France. And so you guys got to think. We're talking about it here in America. We're having studies that show uh, that uh, uh, that highly educated people are the ones not receiving the jab. Highly educated people are also organizing these protests as well because they understand this is the time. This is the fight of our lives. We've all got to come together. We don't have the luxury of being divided. We only have the luxury of time. And even that's not enough, man, because check this out. Sure enough, as the world is waking up to the tyranny of the vaccine passports of the COVID passports, like I said, you already hear them whispering about lockdown too, trying to shut things down. Oh, we got to cut your mask on. It's like, what the, what, what, what's going on? We fought back a little bit. Oh, so they, so they eased up a little bit. And now, you know, oh, we're, we're thinking we don't need to fight as much. So guess what? They're going to start locking things down. Here is embattled California Governor Gavin Newsom announcing that California will be the first state to require all school staff to be vaccinated against COVID-19. We've seen this. What's what's crazy is I've seen we're seeing this take place. uh, But we've covered in California things like SB 277 and SB 279, where they have mandated vaccines uh, for children and students alike. But what's so different? Is this is this is a non-FDA approved experimental gene therapy? They're requiring and mandating a specific vaccine for a virus they haven't even been able to successfully isolate yet. Here is Governor Gavin Newsom of California. 
we're now following up today uh, to align our school strategy to the state strategy and become the first state in the country to require that all of our staff, not just teachers, credentialed staff, uh, paraeducators, custodial staff, the bus drivers, uh, folks uh, that are critical to supporting the entire school ecosystem also submit a verification of vaccination and or submit to weekly testing. Weekly testing. Weekly testing. How crazy is it that you have a overreaching authoritarian government that's now basically demanding that you show your papers, that you show like you're clean, that you're a healthy human being uh, whenever they're the ones over here poisoning you with the lead in the water, the Prozac, the atrazine, the fluoride, the litany of other chemicals. They want you to show proof of vaccination when we all know and only God knows how much they actually keep putting inside of us. And I don't just mean like the contents of this experimental gene therapy. I mean the contents of everything else. The weaponization of our food is atrocious. It's insane. Uh, I'm going to pull up for you guys another quick clip of Dr. Anthony Fauci saying, hey, I know these Americans want their freedom and all. I know that's all important to them, but the vaccine mandates must be required. And so, again, these people know full well what they're doing. They know what they mean when they make statements like a tale of two Americas. They know what they are doing whenever they uh, contradict themselves. One one minute they're going this way, the next they're going this way. This is all insanity because it's teaching people to be obedient and, again, not question things. Remember what we talked about in the first segment, how Oregon is telling people, hey, you don't have to know how to do basic arithmetic. You don't know how to read. You don't have to write, read, or do math in order to graduate. We just need you to be obedient. Here's Dr. Anthony Fauci saying that I know Americans want their freedom, but the vaccine mandates are necessary. Dr. Fauci, do you agree with Randy Weingarten, the head of the largest teachers union in the country, who came out yesterday and said, yes, teachers should be vaccinated inside schools? Do you think they should be mandated to be vaccinated? Yeah, I'm going to upset some people on this, but I think we should. I mean, we are in a critical situation now. We've had 615,000 plus deaths, and we are in a major surge now as we're going into the fall, into the school season. This is very serious business. You would wish that people would see why it's so important to get vaccinated. But you're not going to get mandates centrally from the federal government. But when you're talking about local mandates, mandates for schools, for teachers, for universities, for colleges, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told to do something. But I think we're in such a serious situation now that under certain circumstances, mandates should be done. Mandates should be done. I I know people want the, their certain freedoms and they want to do this, that and the third. But you know, if it, was, if it was up to me, I would force every single one of you to take this experimental gene therapy so I could experiment on you afterwards. That's, that's basically what he's saying, if you, if you boil it down. He's basically saying, I know you're objecting, but I'm going to try to figure out a way to get this jab inside you. And sure enough, earlier this week, you had Biden saying he was going to try to look into seeing if he could bypass state 
and local law with federal law to mandate the jab. And so this is insane. This is what I'm saying by the overreach that's taking place, because here's another example. California congressional candidates suggest, quote, shooting anyone, shooting anyone who doesn't take the pandemic seriously enough. This is an article by Pat Droney of Law Enforcement Today. They put this up August 10th. And think about that. Shooting people who you who 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 you don't agree with or you don't think they're they're they're. <laughs> taking what you're saying serious enough. But this is, again, what I'm trying to say. In Russia, you have them saying they want to uh, shelter and sterilize the gays versus over here in America, congressional candidates saying they want to shoot anybody that doesn't take what they're saying seriously enough. This is, again, the authoritarianism that we've been infected with that they're just showing us to gradually get used to, right? As the chaos and the destabilization escalates, so does their lawlessness, so does their authoritarianism. Let's read this article, and then we'll continue on. The author says, if we have learned nothing else during the past 19 months of COVID-palooza, it is that there is a segment of the population that is completely unhinged, such as the case of Steve Cox. The government in the face of the Saint of St. Anthony of Fauci <laughs> and the equally loony Dr. Francis Collins of the National Institutes of Health has managed to scare people into a state of paranoia unparalleled in American history. In fact, it's gotten so bad that one 2022 congressional candidate has suggested shooting anyone who, quote, doesn't take COVID seriously enough. A Western Journal reports that Steve Cox, an unhinged lunatic who was running an independent as an independent in California's 39th congressional dictator, made the suggestion on Twitter. Once again, that leads to the question of, quote, we thought threatening people on Twitter was against their terms of service. On Monday, Cox, clearly in some type of need of medication or therapy, got into a Twitter dispute with conservative commentator Matt Walsh on the Daily Writer, writing this. He's responded to Matt Walsh. He said that COVID is here to stay uh, and say that you're going to get it. But this is what Steve Cox said. He says, whenever anyone says, quote, we all die from something or a variation thereof to justify not taking precautions to help protect others in this pandemic, we should be allowed to shoot them. Quote, why are you crying? We all die from something. For you, it's that bullet in your gut. Quote, when anyone says, and, uh, and this, is, this is what he's saying, he says this, is, this was in response to a tweet from Walsh in which he wrote, quote, COVID is here to stay. You're going to get it. It almost certainly won't kill you, but it could. You will probably get cancer eventually too unless you die first. Lots of scary things are out there. Death is certain. Suffering is, un is unavoidable. Stop cowering. Live your life while you can. Amen, Matt Walsh. And nothing he said is not true. And as Western Journal noted, Walsh's tweet was reasonable, simply pointing out the fact that the strict COVID lockdowns in the midst of the COVID death rate plummeting is absurd, but which it is. COVID is obviously a serious virus, a serious virus, and it has taken its toll on not only our country, but other countries throughout the world. But so is cancer. So is car accidents. While it remains a threat, statistics show it is nowhere near the, quote, existential threat it is made out to be, especially now when a vaccine is readily available to those who want it. And I'm going to go ahead, go ahead and cut it off there. You guys kind of get the gist of it. They're saying we need to shoot people who don't take this seriously enough. And Klaus Schwab came out and said that, too. Klaus Schwab came out and said it. 
uh, Antonio, not, 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 not Antonio Gutierrez, uh, but you know, you, uh, UN secretary, UN secretary general. Yeah. The UN secretary came out and said that as well. Klaus Schwab said it. And I forget the, the UN secretary general's name at the moment, uh, but they also all came out and said that COVID-19 is not an existential threat. Klaus Schwab also went on to expand upon that thought saying that it is not the existential threat as we thought it was, but it will be used as an engine for societal change. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. We are for sure seeing massive societal change. Uh, and that was the point. It's to shock, terrify, and scare people, traumatize them into a point of submission. One such example of this shock and awe, this terrorism, this anarcho-tyranny, anarcho-terrorism, however you want to describe it, is this right here. <laughs> uh, Australia's New South Wales chief health officer said, whenever you leave the house, don't start up a conversation. And so I can't tell if this is the old clip that we covered a couple weeks ago or if she came out again and clarified these statements saying, do not communicate with other people. Let's listen to this authoritarian doublespeak and we'll pick it up from there. We all need to work together. We need to limit our movements. We need to consider whenever we leave our house that anyone with us, anyone we come into contact with could convey the virus. So whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly, um, unfortunately, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next door neighbour in the shopping centre, in the Coles, while you're at Coles Woolworths or Aldi or any other um, grocery shop, don't start up a conversation. Now is the time for minimising your interactions with others. Even if you've got a mask, do not think that affords total protection. We want to be absolutely sure that as we go about our daily lives, we do not come into contact with anyone else that would pose a risk. Oh, God. Oh, man. And so I'm pretty sure that was the, the, the older clip. Uh, but think about this, guys, because we have to hurry up and get through a fair amount, a couple more of these clips. But think about this. Just last week, we talked about the daily cost calling unvaccinated people domestic terrorists, uh, professors declaring that going outside should be a, 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 a privilege. You have other people saying that if you don't receive the vaccine, you're a criminal. Questioning Fauci it could be considered a hate crime. Like, think about the authoritarian level these people are trying to operate. They've literally got the gall to tell you, do not go out there and socialize. Do not go out there and talk with your neighbor. Yet the sad part is, is if people believe this and go along with it, we deserve everything that, that will come with it. This is the goal. This is these. This is what these people are doing. They know full well what they're doing. I've got a couple more clips, guys. That's basically how this whole segment's going to be. I'm letting these people tell you what they're doing at this point. Uh, but I got a couple more clips, and then we'll get into the concentration camps and everything else that comes with that. It it, it truly is disturbing. Uh, but I just want you to hear from the mouth of the adversary 
what they're up to and the plans they have. Here is Senator Lindsey Graham saying that you need to get vaccinated. I got vaccinated and I got COVID anyway. So that's that's what I'm saying. It's not about health. It's not about your body. It's about control. It's about teaching you to be obedient. Here is Senator Lindsey Graham telling you you need to be as obedient as he is. It doesn't matter about the logic, whether or not he got COVID, whether or not he got sick. He obeyed. You need to obey, too. See you back. Good to be back. Thank you for the inquiries about my well-being to all my colleagues. I appreciate uh, the good wishes and the phone calls and the food. And I made it. I think the worst is behind me. Uh, I want to reinforce a simple message. If you haven't been vaccinated regarding the COVID problem, you need to get vaccinated. I've been vaccinated and I uh, got COVID anyway. A couple of really bad days, but uh, I'm doing better and I feel Build on the mend, and I'm confident if I hadn't had the vaccine, it'd have been a lot worse. So in my state, about 50% of the people are still unvaccinated. <clears throat> Just for your own good and the good of uh, our state, I would urge you to consider getting vaccinated. I think the vaccine is safe and it works. Jesus. And it certainly, I'm glad I had it. And the sooner we can get to herd immunity through vaccinations and other means, the better off we'll be. So to all my colleagues and people back home, thank you for the kind words and the inquiries. Now- ah, jeez. Uh, so crazy. So there is a propagandist within the U.S. Senate telling you to get the jab. Here is what the Biden administration thinks of Americans. Here is them hiring an LGBTQP influencer to tell you, hey, you need to get the jab. Uh, I'll be honest, the first time I put this up, I didn't even watch, like I I didn't even listen to it. I put it up there, I didn't listen to it. Because I feel like by listening to it, I will lose testosterone, I kid you not. Here is somebody from the LGBTQP community teaming up with Jin Saki to propagandize to you to take the jab. So if you didn't, here's here's some cringe. Democracy's calling. (laughs) See you, Daddy. Bye. Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern. We did a joke. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh-oh. Usually, I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, I'm like really strict in here. Hey, Jenny. I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that. It's called Initiative. <laughs> Hi, White House. This is Cooper. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, doesn't matter. This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious. Hey, POTUS. Is Olivia Rodrigo still here? No. We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, Queen. It's all right here. Cooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. Jen, don't forget to have fun. Spirit fingers, mama. We need to get shots in the arms of every single American. I'm heading to a haircut. Comment if you want me to make more of these. Yeah. Yep. Nothing to say there. Nothing to say there other than, wow. Um, There you have it. That's what Biden thinks of you. Hey, you guys, you guys like the LGBTQP, right? Let's let these people tell you to get the jab since you won't listen to me. I, 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 there you have it. Nothing else to say there, guys. 
let me go ahead and pull up this next clip. Uh, and, and really, that's what this whole segment is. That's why I say it's kind of like a standard four slash generic show, uh, because I'm just going to I'm going to be playing clips for you guys. And everything that's being talked about in these clips is just monumental. We could spend forever talking about it. The psychology behind this, the mind control, the mass psychosis that's being deployed on the public. Right. Uh, but it, 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 it truly is at this point easier to let you guys see what is all out there instead of spending time giving my commentary. But here is Mark Dice uh, doing a man on the street, basically asking people, uh, should we start jailing anti-vaxxers? You're in favor of mandating vaccines. He does a man on the street, just starts talking to people and see how many folks he gets to just sign this petition to start detaining people and uh, jailing them. About mandatory vaccinations. And I want to see if Americans are willing to arrest those others who refuse to take this coronavirus vaccine, violating the most fundamental rights of one's personal liberty. You know, a lot of people still haven't taken the vaccine with everything that's going on. So yeah. we're trying to mandate the vaccination. Oh, of, no. No. We want to start arresting them if they're not going to be taking oh, that. Oh, are you kidding me? That's what the petition is for, oh, sir. You don't. That's fascism, man. Quick, we support mandating the vaccine. A lot of people still refusing to take it, and they're putting the rest of us at risk. So, we want to start mandating the vaccine or start arresting these oh, anti-vaxxers if they're not going to follow the rules. Birth date and a signature. I don't want to hear any of this. My body, my choice stuff. In today's new world order, we're gonna we're gonna put things right. Absolutely, we all need that. For Thank sure. you. So we're gonna start having them arrested if they refuse. I agree. Print, birthday, signature to incarcerate the anti-vaxxers. I'm not sure what country they think they're living in. Some people are concerned about any possible long-term side effects that haven't shown up in studies yet, but. The time to worry about that's in the future. So for now, they can worry about that in jail if they refuse to take the vaccine. It's time for some firm measures to take care of these people. And, you know, they can. What's crazy is well, he's not, using sarcasm, but them a they're dead serious. And they can think about what they've done sitting in jail. They're dead serious. He's kidding. Until they're ready to take the jab. Thank you. We signed the petition to start arresting these anti-vaxxers that haven't got the vaccine yet. They're you want to arrest people for not getting a vaccine? They're contributing to the Delta variants being spread. Now, <laughs> yeah, just to mandate the vaccine for everybody or to stop the anti-vaxxers, it's time to start arresting them if they refuse. And drastic times take drastic measures to resolve these issues. So yeah. the governor just mandated it for all healthcare workers today. Good. And so we're going to mandate it for everybody or they consider. Oh, man, we're only getting a couple more seconds of this. The buffering kills us. Jail and think about what they've done. Yeah, the Delta variant. Yep. It's the primary strain in many areas now. Thank you very much. Thank you for 
your concern for others. We want to mandate the vaccine. A lot of these anti-vaxxers still refusing to get vaccinated, but we still need some more signatures to make sure that we can arrest them if they refuse. Mandate, mandate the vaccine. We're going to force them to take it. Mandate. Yeah, print, birth date, and a signature. Low. You know, inf- it's been long enough for them to make a decision, so we're going to make that decision for them. Low. And if they refuse to take it, we're going to have them arrested. Low information voters. Low information voters, for sure. I will put that link in the description bar below so you guys can check it out again. That is Mark Dice. What Mark Dice does, just running around asking people, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Should we jail these vaccines, the, the, the unvaccinated? Like the fight that we are having right now, standing up for their rights, standing up for future rights, standing up for the, the, the lives of children in the future. This is stuff that, again, highly educated, highly informed individuals understand what's going on. But if you're just sitting there hanging out with people, beach bums and things like that, they don't care. They just want to get on with their life. Like that LGBTQP influencer, he just wants to make clips and be, you know, whatever the heck he's doing. But this is what I'm trying to tell you. The, these are the people we've got not to fight against but to waken up because they don't see the type of tyranny that they're involved in. They don't see what they're basically asking for jailing somebody that doesn't want to be the subject of an experimental gene therapy. They are not the bad guys. You are by trying to force somebody into taking an experimental shot and then detaining them simply because they don't want to be the subject of an experiment. I think you may need to reassess your point. They are not the problem. They are not the problem. And sure enough, we see evidence of this already taking place. A man in Ohio, a judge told a man in Ohio that he's either got to get the jab. I kid you not. We're going to play this clip here for you shortly. You either got to get the jab or you're going to jail. So this, this thought process, this authoritarianism, it's already being pushed out there. Let's take a listen. Now, having an employer tell you that you've got to get vaccinated to keep your job is one thing. Yeah, but how about hearing that mandate from a judge as a condition of your probation? That's exactly what happened to a man in Hamilton County Court. Judge Christopher Wagner just issued the order 24 hours ago. And now our chief investigative reporter, Craig Cheatham, is on the case. I had the mask on because I heard that the COVID numbers was going back up again. 21-year-old Brandon Rutherford says he wore his face mask to court Wednesday. As he awaited sentencing for a drug-related crime, Rutherford says Hamilton County Judge Christopher Wagner asked him questions. He asked me, was I vaccine? I told him no. And he asked me, do I plan on getting vaccine? I told him no. Rutherford says that's when Judge Wagner ordered him to get a COVID vaccine shot within two months as a condition of Rutherford's community control, which is often called probation. I don't plan on getting it. I don't want it. So for him to tell me that I have to get it in order for me to not violate my probation is crazy because I'm just trying to do what I can to get off this as quickly as possible, like finding a job and everything else. But that little thing can set me back. Rutherford's attorney, Carl Lewis, stood next to Rutherford during sentencing. I was taken aback because I did, again, when you hear that, you're like, whoa, 
I don't think the judge is within their powers to do that. Lewis told the I-Team this is the first time he's heard of a Hamilton County judge ordering someone to get the COVID vaccine. On Rutherford's court papers, there is a question mark next to the judge's order to get vaccinated. If he truly believes that he's within this authority and power to order the individual to get a vaccine, then we'll have a legal issue to address. The I-Team sent the judge's staff an email and left two phone messages, but they did not respond. It's not like I'm out here getting in any more trouble or anything like that, but because I won't take a shot, they can send me to jail. I don't, uh, I don't agree with it. Craig Cheatham, WCPO9, I-Team. Crazy. Crazy. I think uh, forcing somebody to receive an experimental gene therapy as a condition of employment, I think that's pretty, that's far-fetched in and of itself, but they're taking it a step even further saying that, you know, <laughs> you rather get this jab or you're going to jail. I, I, again, I think all of this is crazy. The overreach is crazy. It's going to force people to fight back because it, we, we, this do we not have rights? Oh, I forget. You know, Dr. Anthony Fauci says, I know you guys have your freedoms, but the vaccine mandates are required. And so what happens whenever a fair amount of the population is sick or crippled or invalid and incapable of basically being a productive member of society because we decided to force this onto a population? But again, we don't have time to theorize and postulate on that. We have enough time to continue moving on, discussing the chaos that is unfolding. Look at this. We're going to be playing a clip for you guys on the Stu Peter show that talks a little bit more about this after we cover this article. But look at this. CDC COVID document discussed relocating, quote, high-risk individuals to, quote, camps. Warned that, quote, compliance may be an issue when separating people from the rest of society. This is an article by Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. And it says that the CDC published a COVID-19 planning document that suggested relocating, quote, high-risk individuals to, quote, green zones or, quote, camps in order to keep them away from the rest of the population. Yes, that's like legit where we are. We're literally talking about FEMA camps now. That's where we're at. FEMA camps uh, are a good thing because it helps fight. It helps ensure public health and public safety. That's what they want. The document is called Interim Operational Considerations for Implementing the Shielding Approach to Prevent COVID-19 Infections in Humanitarian Settings and was originally published on the CDC's official website on July 26, 2020. The purpose of the strategy document is to, quote, reduce the number of severe COVID-19 cases by limiting contact between individuals at higher risk of developing severe disease and the general population. According to the CDC, in order to achieve this, quote, high-risk individuals would be temporarily relocated to safe or green zones established at the household, neighborhood, camp force last sector, or community level, depending on the context and setting. They would have minimal contact with family members and other low-risk residents. Now, think about this, because I'm going to play for you guys a clip where they get into this much more, in a much more thorough way than this article can. But think about this. This is what people at the World Health Organization asked for at the very beginning of this pandemic. They wanted to literally have the power to be able to go inside your house and remove these high-risk individuals from the families and then separate the families and other uh, quarantine facilities. And we've talked about this on the show. There's footage of quarantine facilities being created, especially out there in the UK. Uh, I won't lie. 
this is all terrifying. That's why, like, even even reading this, I think of, well, are they talking about the vaccinated? Are they going to be talking about the people who begin to display these severe adverse reactions? Or is this for the unvaccinated? I mean, I'm sure they probably have one for each, but you you, you guys get what I'm trying to say. Uh, this is terrifying. Any way you slice it, man, like I will not lie. This is just incredible to think that this is where we're at right now, that we're just going to casually be talking about, you know, quarantine camps, concentration camps, facilities like that, know that this is where we are. But uh, again, I am, I'm ranting, I'm pontificating, and I'm, 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 I'm nervous when covering these type of topics, because again, I don't think we're giving them enough credit. We're not giving this enough credibility. The monument, the monumental nature of the content we're covering is just insane. And we're just, it, it's just becoming another part of the thing in the background. Hey, they're building quarantine facilities. Don't worry about that. It's like, how could you not worry about this? Let me play this clip of the Stu Peter show. And maybe we can be a little bit more, uh, a little, maybe they can help assuage some of our fears and, 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 and make us more knowledgeable about what these people are trying to do. We've done a lot of talking about patents and following the money. What about talking about executive orders and what that really means as far as everybody that's connected to the incessant push to get you inoculated and what might happen? What about the executive orders that allow for things like internment camps? Have you heard of these things? What is an internment camp and why are the feds hiring for positions of people that would be guarding or transporting to these internment camps? With us now is Deanna Lorraine. She's a Stu Peter Show contributor, which is what has gotten us to this number two position. I, I give you all the credit for that, by the way. Thank you. I Get appreciate her book, it. by the way, Taking Back America. You can find it at DeannaLorraine.com. Internment camp. Does that mean concentration camp? What exactly is this? Well, of course. I mean, they're going to they're gonna wrap it in some fine dressing. And they're actually calling it green zones. Everything that they label green is sort of a friendly thing, right? It's innocuous. So green zones is what they're labeling it aka internment camps or concentration camps. And this is known as the shielding approach. And it's right there on the CDC website. And I really feel like your viewers and all of America need to know about what this shielding approach is. Because again, it's being built right now. These camps are being built right now in neighborhoods and they're about to unleash this on us. We know that uh, a lot of people have been talking about how Biden is probably going to issue another lockdown, another nationwide lockdown. A lot of people are predicting August 11th. Now, we don't know if he's going to go through with that or not, but that's the fodder. That's the talk of the town is another lockdown. But going along with that is this what they're calling a shielding approach. And what the shielding approach is, is removing people from their households, from their families, even separating couples who they believe are high uh, risk, right? High risk for COVID and putting them in these camps. The camps will be built all over different communities all across the nation. Every, every city will have these camps. And uh, of course, what do they consider as high risk individual? Anyone who is elderly and anyone who has any kind of a, a immunocompromised condition or a pre-existing condition. And then, of course, I would imagine that they would believe that anyone who is not vaccinated is a high-risk individual, right? 
So great, they go and take, rip the person from their home against their will, doesn't matter because it's all for the purpose of health. Put, this in, put them in this internment camp or uh, green zone, if you will, um, and keep them there for at least six months. They're saying the program would be at least six months, but there's a caveat in there in this uh, document that says they, they have the right to extend it indefinitely until COVID, until the pandemic of COVID disappears. They're going to hold you for six months, um, which, you know, they're very good at keeping their timeline promises. As you know, we're approaching the end of the of 15 days to slow the spread, 15 days right. to flatten the curve. We're almost there. Just hang on. Yeah, exactly. But Stu, it says here, though, don't worry, because there's latrines in here. Oh, don't good. worry. They have, there's latrines and there's showers in here as well. Yeah. But each person is given cleaning supplies because the person, the individual is responsible for keeping their own space in this concentration camp clean, by the way. Who knows what happens to you? What kind of punishment if you don't keep your cleaning space clean? But moving on, it even says in this document that they're going to, and this is, of course, for the purpose of getting COVID to down to zero, which we all know is impossible because it's just the common cold or flu. Um, but they say in this document uh, the kinds of repercussions that this is going to have, um, never mind them, but it says here, number one, social, cultural, or religious practices. They say, yes, we got a plan for the disruption of social networks. They admit that community celebrations, religious holidays, funerals, and other rites of passages are cornerstones of many societies, which they are. And they say that a strong community engagement, basically propaganda, making sure that people know that this is important, is going to be important for the success program, because what's going to happen is to do so can lead to interpersonal and communal violence because people, community, religious services, and funerals of family members and community members, and they're admitting right here, this can lead to interpersonal and communal violence, of course. Moving on, mental um, in addition to the risk of stimulated, the shielding approach may have an important psychological impact and may lead to significant emotional distress, exacerbate existing mental conditions, and lead to uh, depression, helplessness, Maybe. Of suicide among those are separated. And this is all and written course, at the CDC's website. This, this is, is all written in the CDC website. So, in summary, this is happening. They're building this right now, and uh, and and we're they're going to stand up against this now. And, and this is the slippery slope with the vaccines, separating the vaccine from the uh, non-vaccinated, and having the vaccinated be responsible responsible or shielding approach. I mean, how much more uh, reminiscent of the Holocaust you need to get? There's literal camps being built here and they have no qualms about separating families and yeah. partners, disrupting your culture, uh, your, uh, everything about You just it. had to mention the Holocaust, didn't you? Just to activate right-wing watch, just to I activate right watch. All, all of these, all of these uh, fact checkers are going to get all over you now. Daniel Rain says that we're going to be in a Holocaust type experience. Well, what, what else could you <laughs> compare it to? When in our history have you ever gone and rounded up healthy people and mm -hmm. put them into a camp, separating them from their families, keeping them away from funerals, weddings, celebrations, birthdays, going to school, going to work, right. 
uh, all of these other things. That is what happened in the Holocaust. And you wonder right. why did why did why did this happen? How did these Jews all allow themselves to be killed uh, by the Germans? Then, well, it seems to be pretty synonymous with the complacency that's happening here in America right now. Where is the resistance? I just asked the mama bears of Iowa, where are Americans? Where is the fight? You see this well, happening in Australia, in the UK. People are resisting in other countries. Why not here? Uh, it's disgusting to me because we're getting so way more complacent than any other country, which is just, it boggles my mind, Stu, and it's really disgusting. And I'm going to add one more thing here that's disturbing. They, you know, going along with this call Holocaust extermination agenda, um, th there was just a document that um, uh, Natural News actually found. And it states, and again, this is public knowledge, public information, that the UK government is seeking a contract for what they call excess body storage in a preparation for some sort of a mass extermination event. I think and Jensen told us about this. Of a contract with the Westminster City Council specifically of the UK is looking for facilities. They're seeking government contracts to have facilities to store mass bodies um, and right here it says for crematoriums and public conveniences. And they are looking, they admit that they're looking for these uh, mass body storages in the event of an excess deaths situation for the 32 London boroughs and the city of London. This is a contract that they say is supposed to last four years. Um, so apparently the government is expecting some sort of a mass uh, event of a mass death situation sometime very soon. And they're seeking uh, government facilities to hold these bodies. So what are we supposed to think, Stu? I mean, are we are we supposed to think that, yeah, they're planning for these massive deaths? Are they going to be starving us out? Are they going to be shutting off um, uh, institutions or uh, shutting off gas, uh, food, things like that? Are they going to also be starving people of medical treatment that aren't complying with their agenda or that aren't getting vaccinated? Our job are here is to make people aware. And now you're aware there's no more conspiracy theory here. This is not tinfoil hat. Our job is to oh, make you, you aware. And, and now you've become aware. What are you going to do about it? That's the question. Right. What are you going to do about it? Deanna Lorraine, she joins us Monday through Friday here for Shots Fired on the Stu Peter Show. She's a Stu Peter Show contributor. We thank her for being here all the time. And by the way, thank you for writing the wonderful book. Best-selling author right there. Get her book, Taking Back America. You can find it at DeannaLorraine.com. What do you ask your financial advisor in times like this? Well, our financial expert is going to tell us that's coming up in just 60 seconds. Go nowhere. Good stuff over there, Stu Peters. I would highly recommend you guys go check it out. Again, I'll put that link in the description bar below so you can check it out. Uh, that is then, again, talking about the CDC coming up with green zone concentration camps and ways to isolate individuals who do not receive the experimental gene therapy. And now with the final clip, it, it's crazy. This truly does deserve more, not even like a drum roll, but more attention. Uh, it, it, it truly does. But now we're going to be talking about for our final clip of this segment, how in France they're going not even door to door, person to person for people who have received the experimental gene therapy. If you're out there in a cafe, uh, you got police officers walking right up to you saying, show me your papers. Yep. 
French police patrolling restaurants and checking patrons' COVID passports. That's that's where we're at. What happens if you're out and you don't have your papers? What happens whenever you're just going about your business and you don't have your papers and you're not allowed to be outside? Are they going to detain you? Are they going to put you in one of those isolation facilities? Is this what these Americans were signing up for? Do you think that they knew that this is basically what they were asking for to forcibly detain and disappear individuals who do not get the experimental gene therapy? It's like in 2012, Obama had his, uh, his, his, his NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act of 2012. And in that time period, it talked about the indefinite detention of journalists. This is in 2012. This is nine years ago. And, and it was journalists. You think about the political fervor people are in these days, they will say, heck yes, let's get rid of all these anti-vaxxers. I want to open things up. I don't know why I can't stand up straight, but you know what? We need to get rid of these anti-vaxxers. This is jabber jail. This is the authoritarianism. This is obey big brother. This is COVID-1984. This is what these people are wanting. If we don't step up and if we don't fight back, they'll get everything they're wanting. But we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to be talking about Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, sustainable development, and more of the scientific dictatorship on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. talk to you about that's right cbd oil cbd oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts and you know they're trying to flood us with both according to a 2013 study published in the british journal of clinical pharmacology 
CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realized that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Those lives and share truth. Freedom Faction, out. In a world where secret powers are at play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. And you need to know that we're back. You need to know that we are back. You know, it's it's so crazy because the previous segment was essentially just all kinds of clips. I hardly had any commentary. Just clip after clip after clip after clip after clip after clip. Video after video after video after video. Because you need to listen to the statements of these people for yourself. Do not listen to my interpretation. You need to know what I know. I'm not over here trying to give it, put a spin on it. I'm not saying, hey, here's the here's the the line in between that you need to read. I'm saying, listen to these people. They're saying, I don't care about your freedoms. Screw your freedoms. You hear the propaganda. You need to hear what these people have to say. Because if you know, you know. And what you need to know is these people are out here in the open. They are unmasked. Pun intended. And they have every, every, every ounce of their fiber is to go against you. Yeah. And so it's just crazy. We were literally running up into the break playing clips for you guys of French police officers running up to passerbys uh, saying, show me your papers. Like, this is where we are at now. Where you literally have police officers saying, show me your papers. Show me your QR code. Show me your vaccine passport. And we knew this was coming. This is why this is why the only thing we have in history to relate this to is like the Nazi occupation. To how they treated the Jews, how they dehumanized people, how they separated them. But isn't that how it works? They always take the most influential, the most educated, the most informed. And they take them away. Like Oregon, like Oregon State Governor Kate Brown did. Let's just go ahead and get rid of the smart thinking people and let's just get us the obedient sheep. That's what we need. Sheep will listen to orders, just like these jabronis. So we went into the break <laughs> talking about that. The psychological devastation that COVID has wrought and how we've been infected with authoritarianism, the dangers of all of that. 
And in this segment, it's not going to be a long segment. Very few articles for this segment. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. You see how folks are reacting right now because of public health safety and everything related to the COVID, the jab, and how 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 they're not even really related. It's like they're not caring about health, even though they say they are. You see how much of a frenzy people have been whipped into because of this COVID nonsense. Well, how do you think they're going to react when you start telling them about climate change? You see, like, that's the next thing. People have been successfully traumatized. They have historical distrust in these institutions. And so the next thing for them to do is release another invisible enemy. If this virus can terrify you into literally giving up your rights and calling for everybody else to have their rights abolished as well, what do you think is going to happen whenever they start rolling out the, the, uh, the, 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 the earth is warming up? The, the animals are dying. There's not enough oxygen. There's too many people. Like If people are literally willing to say, let's jail and incarcerate unvaccinated people, where do you think they're going to go uh, with so-called meat eaters? With so-called... Uh, 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 however they, however they, they designate those people in the future. Like Who would have thought that you would be called an anti-masker, an anti-vaxxer, an anti-science person simply for not wanting to be subject to an experimental gene therapy. What do you think they're going to call you in the future? You waster, you emitter, you dirty, dirty human. What do you think they're going to call you whenever they start looking at you through the greenhouse gas carbon emissions lens? And that's what they're setting up for right now. You see, COVID sets the precedent for an anti-human agenda. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the foundations of an extremely anti-human authoritarian regime insert itself into the halls of government and it's masquerading as altruism it's masquerading as a, a, a care compassion that's why they're launching this attack through the uh, uh, um, through the medical industry but how will they launch the next one how will they launch the next phase of their agenda Let's go ahead and start getting into code Gaia. Let's go ahead and start getting into some of the craziness surrounding Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. Uh, but here's this article that we had pointed out at the start of the show during the radar read. Uh, they signs of the time put this up August 11th. It says California is burning. A former college professor has been arrested for setting fires near the massive Dixie blaze. A Dr. Gary Maynard from Sonoma. Interesting. He's a lecturer. It says a former college professor living out of his car is accused of setting fires near the area of the massive Dixie fire in Northern California. CBS Sacramento reports 47-year-old Gary Stephan Maynard was arrested Saturday for setting fire to public land. He's accused of setting the ranch fire near the Mendocino National Forest. U.S. Forest agents began investigating the former Santa, Cla Santa Clara University and Sonoma State University criminal justice professor on July 20th when he was spotted by somebody acting strangely near the Cascade Fire. Now, I'm going to pause right there because we've talked about this before. Antifa types being involved in the setting of fires, especially out there in Oregon. Pyromaniacs. I mean, just the other week I saw a video of a naked man in California trying to light a church cross on fire. 
there's a whole deal. Uh, but w- why does this keep happening? Who is telling people to go out here and set fires? You know, if let me now that I think about it, let me see if I could try to find this Drudge Report article that I would uh, that I that I looked into just the other day, man. Just this morning. Yep, found it just right here. Give me one extra second. We'll we'll cover this, and then we'll cover this crazy article that popped up over over the night of a surf instructor who killed his children and claimed QAnon made him do it. Said his children were half serpent blood until he killed them. It was a two year a two year old son and a ten month old daughter. But but before we get into that, let's talk about why we have former college professors literally setting fires. What is this about? Why does this keep happening? Is there something in the water? Are people losing their mind? I think what I'm trying to allude to, I think what I'm trying to allude to uh, is that you do have Antifa types engaging in not necessarily blackmail or uh, manipulation techniques, but things like that that would make regular day people do stuff that they shouldn't be doing because they need a scapegoat. Uh, But let's read a little bit more and then we'll continue on. It says court documents reveal a witness saw Maynard come out of the woods where one of the fires was sparked. They said the man was, quote, mentally unstable. Quote, witness one believed the man was mentally unstable, describing the man as, quote, mumbling a lot and having bipolar like behavior. The court documents detailed. Investigators were quick to place a tracking device on Maynard's vehicle looking for answers for who or what sparked the Dixie fire. the Largest single wildfire in California history. They also found additional evidence. He may have stoked more fires. Quote, the two small grounds fires were each determined to be acts of arson and indeed classified as two additional arson fires, wrote one investigator. Another court document read that, quote, he entered the evacuation zone and began setting fires behind the first responders fighting the Dixie Fire. In addition to the dangers of enlarging the Dixie Fire and threatening more lives and property, this increased the danger to the first responders. Maynard's fires were placed in the perfect position to increase the risk of firefighters being trapped between fires. But for the dedication and the efforts of the U.S. Forest Service investigators working around the clock to track Maynard, those fires would not have been discovered in their infancy. On Tuesday, federal judge Kendall Newman ordered Maynard to stay in custody pending a a hearing on Wednesday. While in custody, Maynard showed signs of anger and instability as he lashed out at police in Lassen County Jail saying, quote, I'm going to kill you, you effing pig. I told those effers. I didn't start any of those fires. Commenting on the case is Jonathan Turley, a Shapiro professor of public interest law at George Washington University, who said this, quote, there is an abundance of evidence of mental disability and crisis in this case. This is someone who clearly needs help and help and hopefully will now get some. The question will become whether that evidence is sufficient as an insanity defense. Maynard's motive has yet to be released by the police. Still, perhaps, the fires around the Dixie or even the Dixie itself were aided by possible arsonists and not as much as climate change as liberals want everybody to believe. Now, why are we starting to show off talking or this segment off talking about somebody setting fires? Because this is a, a thing. Accelerationists, clearly, clearly an arsonist. Uh, But what I'm trying to say at the same time, too, is this is a spirit that is engulfing the nation right now. Uh, You got a lot of people, uh, metaphorically speaking, that keep throwing gasoline 
on these fires. Like we are trying to put the country out and you have people literally metaphorically and literally throwing gasoline on the fire, making things worse. This dude's a professor, a doctor. He probably took the COVID jab and started acting all silly. He started probably suffering from mental degeneration. That's a far-fetched thought, but, you know, is it really? People are not well. This is not a good thing. I'm glad that we were able to cover this, or at least that this popped up in the article feed, uh, as we go into this. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen, right here. UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez declares a code red global climate change emergency, saying that the alarm bells are deafening. The alarm bells are deafening. Code red. Code red. Code red. So right off of the heels of one so-called crisis, right now we're in an endemic. We're not in the pandemic. The endemic, we're at the end of it. Off the heels of one, we've gone right into another emergency. And how many people, the Governor Gavin Newsom types of California, will try to retain the powers left over from COVID to address this climate change emergency? This is an article by Jeffrey Grider over there. Now the end begins. They put this up August 9th. It says U.S. or U.N. Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez called the climate change findings a code red for humanity adding that the, quote, alarm bells are deafening and the evidence is irrefutable. Again, remember that the same way COVID-19 itself is an anti-human agenda is the very same way that climate change and geoengineering will also be taught, or not, not taught, will also be saw as an anti-human agenda. Let's go ahead and pull up, uh, before, if anything, before we get into that article, let me touch on this QAnon article that I had mentioned earlier in the show. Let me pull that up instead, because I think, again, that gives us a disturbing and brief insight into some of the insanity that's going on right now, especially with these conspiracy theories, with the mind control, the brainwashing, like I said before. Right. They're moving us from one crisis with COVID into the the climate change agenda. But what about the QAnon conspiracy theories? What about what was going on with January 6th? How we still have over 500 political prisoners going on there. Uh, We never follow QAnon because we're not out here, you know, trying to kidnap governors or kill children. Believe it or not. It's crazy. We're pretty sane thinking individuals. This is a very, very interesting and complex story that I would definitely recommend you guys go look at. I'll try to just see if I can give you the gestalt from what I read earlier. Basically, an individual took his two kids to Mexico and killed them. Uh, He thought that they were half serpent blooded and thought that the only way for him to was for him to kill them. I kid you not. He wrote that, that he wrote this down like in documents. And so I think to myself, my God, what is QAnon doing to people? What are the QAnon conspiracy theories doing to people? This is the type of stuff It makes conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists look very bad. Listen to this. Surf instructor killed his children and claimed QAnon made him do it, the FBI says. This is an article from DNYUZ. They put this up August 12th. It says a California surfing instructor confessed to killing his two children with a spear fishing gun after abducting them. 
telling investigators that his belief in the conspiracy theories known as QAnon made him do it, the authorities said on Wednesday. The father, Matthew Taylor Coleman of Santa Barbara, drove his two-year-old son and 10-month-old daughter to Mexico over the weekend and fatally shot them on Monday, according to an FBI investigator. In a nine-page criminal affidavit that was filed in the U.S. District Court in Los Angeles on Wednesday, the FBI special agent wrote that Mr. Coleman told the authorities that he knew what he did was wrong, but that it was the only course of action that would save the world. Like, think about this. Think, th- think about like how far gone into like the conspiracy world you have to be to think about this. It says, quote, M. Coleman stated that he believed his children were going to grow into monsters, so he had to kill them. The special agent, Jennifer Bannon, wrote, quote, M. Coleman explained that he was enlightened by QAnon and Illuminati conspiracy theories and, re- and was receiving visions and signs revealing that his wife, A.C., possessed serpent DNA and had passed it on to his children. Mr. Coleman described himself as an adherent of QAnon, the pro-Trump conspiracy movement, whose followers hold falsely that a cabal of Democrats and coastal elites engage in pedophilia and worship Satan. They do. The conspiracy movement began, or the, the conspiracy movement has been the subject of warnings by the FBI that its followers could resort to violence. And that's exactly what this gentleman did. It says Mr. Coleman, 40, was charged on Wednesday with forward murder of U.S. nationals and remains in federal custody, the authorities said. And it goes on to talk a little bit more about the situation, which we won't reveal here on the air with you guys. But again, this is what's going on. You've got professors setting fires. You've got uh, Russian can- uh, satanic Russian cannibals kidnapping children. You've got QAnon conspiracy theorists literally murdering their kids. It's like, whoa, sometimes access to information, too much information is a bad thing. This is what I mean by by the population being traumatized, radicalized, brainwashed, and then deployed. This is why you have a lot of people, again, low-information voters that don't have uh, the mental fortitude or the willpower to develop discernment to navigate through, again, the flood of information that we are all being exposed to. It's like people who look who, – it's like people who swear by CGI UFO videos and swear that these CGI made-up UFO videos – are evidence of extraterrestrial involvement. It's like you don't see how hard you're being gaslit right now that you're being crazy. So sometimes access to too much information is a bad thing. I wonder what will come from that um, in the future or if we'll begin to see more of this. It just trips me out that this type of stuff could go on. I mean, what type of conspiracy theory makes you drive your children to Mexico to kill them? Serpent, and I get it. Reptilians, I understand the whole concept. Reptilians, a fair amount of demons are beginning to reveal themselves. I would agree with that statement, but I wouldn't murder children. I wouldn't. But again, we've talked about Russian satanic cannibalists, and now we're talking about QAnon conspiracy theorists that believe their children are half reptilian. We've talked about, you know, uh, UFOs and alien abduction phenomenon and stuff like that, but this is just out of control. This is just out of control. And so, you know, I think the better way to kind of tie all that together is if somebody would kill their children because they've got serpent blooded DNA. Again, what do you think people will do when they start rolling out these climate change initiatives, the Green New Deal, the Civilian Climate Corps and things like this? They see they're getting you ready to disappear people into these quarantine facilities. 
Well, what happens whenever they have to disappear people because they're putting out too much carbon? They're putting off too much greenhouse gas emissions. Let's switch gears and get back into this. About the UN. We've got the UN and the World Health Organization basically quarterbacking this whole COVID nonsense. And now that all the truth's coming out, that the vaccines are causing the problem, they're rolling out their next plan, their next phase. It says, today, the UN has sounded the alarm, and like Jack Nicholson's character and a few good men, they have issued the code red on climate change, saying that the damage that has been done cannot be undone for maybe another thousand years, maybe. But the good news is that the carbon tax will help hold off the inevitable. Welcome to the unintentional climate comedy hour where the joke is always on you. (laughs) Second Peter chapter three, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Yes, the climate is indeed changing as the world prepares itself for the day of the great king. And here's a prediction. The feeble and puny efforts of unsaved men will accomplish one thing. It will make God laugh as he launches a well-deserved judgment upon a population that has rejected him and his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Fire a Lord way. Fire away. This, this next part comes from NBC News. It says climate change is changing Earth in ways that are unprecedented in thousands of years, and in some cases, hundreds of thousands of years, according to a blistering report released Monday by the United Nations. The sobering assessment also found that some changes that are already playing out, such as warming oceans and rising sea levels, are, quote, irreversible for centuries to millennia. The report is the most comprehensive assessment from the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change since 2013 and provides the strongest case yet for human-caused global warming, saying it's, quote, unequivocal that human influence has warmed the atmosphere, ocean, and land. The report also found that climate change is intensifying, occurring at an accelerated pace, and is already affecting every region of the planet. Co. Barrett, the IPCC's vice chair and a senior climate advisor at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, told NBC News that the report shows that no matter what humans do going forward, the future will be hotter than it is now. Quote, it can be kind of demoralizing and depressing to think that there are so many things that are kind of irreversible for a long period of time, Barrett said. Quote, but the good news is that these irreversible changes can be slowed down with rapid, strong, sustained reductions in greenhouse gas emissions. The IPCC, established in the late 1980s, consists of thousands of scientists across 195 member governments who pour over the most recent published and peer-reviewed research on global warming and compile the findings into a report on the current state of the climate. The assessment, which includes a look at the future risks of impact on climate change, typically represents consensus within the scientific community. More than 230 authors contributed to this most latest report. And so I'm going to play for you guys real quick a clip from ABC News of them talking about the uh, the most recent report that came from the United Nations. And then we're going to be getting into an article here uh, afterwards where it talks about the United Nations using uh, climate change tactics really um, 
geoengineering weather modification tactics uh, to lower the temperature of the planet. And what's crazy fires in the U.S. and the what's crazy is I've definitely predicted this, uh, that in the future, you're going to have these eco extremists and these climate activists actually calling for the deployment and the usage of geoengineering techniques, of weather modification techniques, of atmospheric changing uh, technology. But here is the U.N. climate report from ABC News. Alarming news tonight on climate change from the U.N. In California, the Dixie Fire is now the second largest in state history. And it comes as the U.N. issues its alarming new climate report, calling it a, quote, code red for humanity. Scientists tonight with the new numbers, and we have them here, warning the Earth is warming much faster than they thought. ABC's Zoreen Shine, California, where authorities say they are seeing what they're warning of in this new report firsthand. Tonight, as California's second largest fire on record rages, a shocking new U.N. report warning the effects of climate change are getting worse, warming Earth at a faster rate than previously thought. It's indisputable that human activities are causing climate change, making extreme climate events like heat waves, droughts. The same way you're spreading COVID. Heavy rainfall, more frequent and severe. The U.N. Secretary General with that code red for humanity warning. More than 230 experts from 66 nations now urging a rapid reduction in greenhouse gases. They now predict the planet will rise an average of 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit by 2040, less than 20 years from now and a decade before they initially believed, bringing with that more heat waves, droughts and fires. Fires love a few things. They love heat. They love dry. They love wind. California's Dixie Fire now scorching nearly half a million acres. This fire has been burning for about a month and it's still nowhere near contained. It is still ripping through this forest. Incinerating the town of Greenville last week. The surrounding areas still threatened. The air difficult to breathe because of the multiple hazards. Officials say it could be weeks before families are allowed to return. Robert Johns among those losing homes now unsure of what's next. It's just uh hard to realize it's all gone now at this point. And David, more record heat is possible in parts of the Pacific Northwest and Northern California. Triple digit heat by midweek and dry weather could add to an already devastating fire season. David. All right, Zareen Shah. Zareen, thank you. Thanks, Zareen. Thanks, Zareen. And again, just the other week, we, we talked about this. Uh, literally just the other week, we had talked about this, how Russia is using climate engineering to fight forest fires by seeding clouds with silver iodine to make it rain. And in Dubai, you know, they're actually creating rainstorms uh, because it's so hot. So it is not a far-fetched reality to comprehend that the next step, because we're having all this extreme and anomalous weather, is to consider spraying what they consider sulfate aerosols above the Earth's surface to reduce the global temperatures. This is an article uh, from the Liberty Beacon that they put up August 10th. I'll be getting into it here shortly. But, you know, I was talking about this just the other day, kind of in like a joke setting because we had uh, we, we because of the fires in like Colorado and, and the surrounding states, we had like really bad air quality over the weekend. And I was like a stickler for it talking about, you know, poor air quality and how it's linked to lower IQ usage and all this other stuff and how that's the whole plan. You know, they want to reverse, they, they, they want to be able to reflect the sunlight. They don't want us to be able to download information from, from, from the photons, from the light emittance. 
You know, and I say all that because it's true. But during that whole rant, I made a joke of how, you know, they say all these fires are happening because of climate change. And no, they're not happening because of climate change. These fires are happening because of fucking idiots starting fires, doing stupid crap. You got stupid kids trying to have, and I, I, I get it. I was one of those stupid kids. You got stupid kids trying to have parties right before they go back into school, camping out in the woods. And somebody forgot to put, you know, dirt over the fire or pour liquor or pour water over the fire. And guess what? They left those embers. Those embers caught. They catch like a quick little wind, hit a tree or something real quick. One thing led to another. That tree got engulfed by flames. And now you've got a fire starting. Fires don't start because of freaking climate change. Fire starts because of proper uh, or improper fire management skills. And stupid people doing stupid crap. That's why we read the article of that stupid professor over there starting fires after there had already been fires. And so we could talk about whether or not these were directed energy weapons, whether or not these were weather modifications that they had sprayed something else over them to make an accelerant, you know, to make the the fires more uh, uh, more susceptible to being burned. But at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff is just stupid people doing stupid stuff that we all end up having to pay the price for. And so here's us paying the price. You've got the UN to consider spraying sulfate aerosols above the Earth's surface to reduce global temperatures. Like they say, never let a good crisis go to waste. This is Pipe Ball, Joseph Watson, but the folks over there at Liberty Beacon picked it up. It says the United Nations is considering the risks of spraying, quote, sulfate aerosols above the Earth's surface to reduce global temperatures, according to a writer's report. Yesterday, a UN climate panel released a Quote, code red report that warned of, quote, deadly heat waves, gargantuan hurricanes, and other weather extremes if drastic action isn't taken quickly to stop man-made climate change. According to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, humans are, quote, unequivocally to blame, with UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez calling for a total end to the use of coal and fossil fuels. According to a writer's report on the issue, quote, controversial methods of geoengineering are now being actively considered by the UN to limit and reverse global temperature increases. Quote, for example, humans could spray sulfate aerosols, tiny reflective particles into the stratosphere, 20 to 25 kilometers, 12 to 16 miles above the Earth's surface to reflect more sunlight back into space, which lowers global temperatures, states the report. You know, this is exactly what Bill Gates wants to do. He wants to spray calcium carbonate all over the earth to reflect the sun to help reduce global temperatures. This is exactly what Bill Gates wants to do. You know who's also behind this? Former CIA director John Brennan. He calls for stratospheric aerosol injections. That's what they want to, again, reflect the earth's, reflect the sun, reduce the, the, the global temperatures. But why would you have a former CIA director being involved in weather manipulation and atmospheric changing technologies? Why would you have the CIA getting involved in something like that? Because they stand to benefit. I think we might have had somebody mention it over here on the show once, but they have aerosolized vaccines. I think that's like the next thing they're going to start doing is rolling them out in pills and then like nasal nasal shots and crap like that. I think that's how they're going to start rolling out some of the poison next is through nasal injections and, 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 and pills and pharmaceuticals. But back to this right there, you've got Bill Gates involved in reducing global temperatures. You've got former CIA director, John Brennan getting involved 
in reducing global temperatures. And now you've got the UN basically advocating for chemtrails, right? God knows what else they could contain. You've basically got the UN advocating for chemtrails to address this growing problem of stupid humans starting stupid fires. Let's get back into this. It says, however, using this method would create, quote, uncertainty, moral issues, and ethical issues because, quote, sulfate aerosols have the side effect of also lowering average precipitation. While such methods would benefit some countries by creating a cooling effect, other regions, quote, could suffer by, for example, no longer having conditions to grow crops. Now we're talking weather warfare. Quote, the side effects of any of the known geoengineering techniques could be very significant, said physicist Paolo Artaxo. Quote, society has to consider if these side effects are too big to try any strategy. Geoengineering methods such as spraying sulfate aerosols or even parking giant spaceships above the Earth to deflect sunlight have long been proposed by globalists to change the Earth's climate. Much of the lobbying for, much me- for such measures was funded by people like Bill Gates, who in 2012 joined the scientists to bankroll and publicly advocate, quote, geoengineering methods such as spraying millions of tons of reflected particles of sulfur dioxide 30 miles above the Earth. Meanwhile, many of the same people warning us today about the necessity to radically alter our lives to combat global warming were the same voices insisting that global cooling was the biggest environmental threat in the 1970s. Here is Leonard Nimoy, you know, Spock from Star Trek. Here is Leonard Nimoy talking about global cooling in the 70s. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the lifetime of our grandchildren, Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. In 1977, the worst winter in a century struck the United States. Arctic cold gripped the Midwest for weeks on end. Great blizzards paralyzed cities of the Northeast. One desperate night in Buffalo, eight people froze to death in maroon cars. Pat Bushnell was on the road that night. Traffic just absolutely stopped. I was afraid of being stuck in the car all night long with the uh, cold and the wind running out of gas. And then what? I think that if we had to go through a real bad winter, just like we just went through, I think we'd have to think about moving someplace else. Move where? The brutal Buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to recent (laughs) evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. Oh, man. Uh, And there you have it. You know, is that a bad winter? It's kind of like how we're having a bad flu season that they decided to call COVID. But again, there's Leonard Nimoy, Spock, telling you that, hey, in the future, you're going to leave, you're going to be living in a frozen, barren wasteland. Give up your rights now and give us all of your money so we can fix this. <laughs> it's the same thing. 
It truly is the same thing, just a different, uh, just 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 a different, uh, just a different package. Back in the day, it was global cooling. Now it's global warming. Since they can't make up their mind, they call it climate change. Since they can't make that up either, they're going to say, "Okay, well, let's just start doing weather modification, geoengineering." You see how that works? First, it was global cooling. Now it's global warming. We'll just call it climate change. Shucks, we can't figure it out. Let's just start messing with the met with the met uh, with 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 the weather, and that's what they're going to be doing. They're going to be creating the anomalous weather events, the extreme weather conditions by jacking with everything they're doing, firing up harp, having all these kind of crazy things go on in the environment. They're going to be the ones that create these type of unstable uh, environmental conditions. Kid you not. And they knew that they truly did have a plan to intentionally disrupt. A natural weather patterns. Uh, I I really should basically whenever after my baby gets here is do like a redone version of building the matrix because that's exactly what they want to do. The idea is to make the outside environment so uh, so poisonous and so chaotic that we get shuff, shuffled into uh, these smart cities, these domed in, in enclosures, right uh, to where they. Take all of your rights. Uh, but again, the outside will be dangerous, volatile, and extreme uh, because of everything they're doing here. Like right now, we're just like you guys heard me earlier this year have that like realization that, wow, we really are dealing with the children of atrazine, the children of fluoride, the children of, of, of Instagram and TikTok and Xbox, the children of Tide Pods. The children of, of, of pedophilia, We're, we, we truly are dealing with like, again, the children of Antifa and so many more. Like we're dealing with those kids growing up now. I had to have that revelation because we're in their world. Uh, look at the world that these people are trying to create. They had a plan to purposely destabilize and confuse things and, 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 and corrupt things so they could have this outcome. And so while we might think this is absurd and out of control, they're not even done yet, uh, but I digress. Let me get back into these articles. I'm pontificating way too much with you good people. Here's more of the plan. Biden administration targets 50% of entire auto fleet to be electric by 2030. There it is right there. And I, and I wonder how that's going to work when they reflect in the sunlight, but they want us to have like electric vehicles. You see how they're just literally trying to micromanage and micromonetize every aspect of human life, even down to how much you travel, how much you consume, how much you put out. This is the scientific dictatorship. This is the technocracy. Let me get into this article from Zero Hedge. They put up August 6th. It says, in continuing one of the largest government subsidies shifts to the auto industry ever forced upon manufacturers and customers, the Biden administration is now reportedly targeting 2030 to have 50% of the auto fleet on, on the road electric. It's a weird sh- sentence structure. On Thursday of this week, Biden issued an executive order to supplement this target, also proposing new vehicle emission standards that would cut pollution through 2026, starting with a starting with a 10% stringency increase in the 2023 model, according to Reuters. Quote, the biggest thing that's happening here is there's a realization on the part of the both labor and business now, that this is the future. We can't sit by, Biden said this week. 
goes on to say that U.S. automakers slightly embraced the target, noting that it would, quote, require billions of dollars in government funding to accomplish. But of course, there's always some tree-hugging environmentalist group that isn't going to be happy enough. In this case, it was the, quote, safe climate transport campaign who said that Biden didn't go far enough. They also called the commitment of automakers, quote, unreliable. GM, Ford, and Stellantis collectively issued a statement saying that they wanted to, quote, achieve sales of 40 to 50 percent of annual U.S. volumes of electric vehicles by 2030. To make it happen, the Biden administration and the automakers are planning on using a combination of fully electric, fuel cell, and hybrid vehicles. Conspicuously absent from the presser was Tesla, whose exclusion from the event prompted speculation about whether or not the company's anti-union stance played a role. When asked about the omission, Transportation Secretary uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg ducked the question twice. I could could play it for you, but he's just a shill. You know that. You know that. You know that. But just a little bit of a doom break. You know, like we're... Again, the whole Obey Big Brother slogan, phrase, that I keep trying to bang into people's heads is the idea that these people are coming from a seemingly altruistic point of view when really it's just authoritarianism. It's kind of like, you know, a slave master keeps his slaves. You guys got food, right? You got shelter, you got everything you need to never leave the plantation. That's basically what they're saying. Hey, look, your, your normal human behavior affects the earth. If you care about the earth, you care about the plantation, right? So don't do anything. And what you're seeing right now with COVID is the introduction again into this anti-human agenda. You see how brainwashed folks are to just give over their rights and try to take away other people's. I'm telling you, the minute they start deploying more of this uh, climate change agenda nonsense is the more you're going to see people give up their rights. Like, think about it. We got food shortages happening right now. You got food shortages happening, labor shortages happening, but more jobs than ever in the history of America. Explain that to me. Explain that to me. Like, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is this great reset, and this is a part of it, this great reset or the great reset in this aspect is to create the one world government, the one world religion. The eradication of all pre-existing religions and the replacement of this, but we've got to take care of the planet. We've got to shut down our, our, our human behaviors because they impact the earth. It's like they literally told you with this COVID nonsense that they could they don't speak because you could be spreading the virus. We played for you Australia's uh, New South Wales chief health officer saying, when you leave your house, don't up, don't start up conversation. They're literally telling you because of this virus, you should not speak. We are carbon-based life forms. When they begin to implement this UN Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 plan, they're going to demonize us because we emit carbon. That's why we shouldn't be wearing masks. You're having carbon dioxide buildup. On top of that, you're suffocating yourself. But that's what I'm saying. An anti-human agenda to where all you do is obey the government. You obey the state. You obey big brother. That's what they want. You care about the earth, right? So you're going to kill yourself, right? Thanks, bro. Thanks, dude. You the man. You're the boss. 
Uh, zero net emissions. Am I right, dude? That's right. Throw away your car. <laughs> Super choice. And this is what people need to understand. That right now, it's our rights, it's our freedoms. In the future, it's going to be our soul and our humanity. Right now, we're fighting for our rights and trying to hold on to freedom for as long as we can. In the future, because the fight's going to be much more intense, it's going to be your soul, your mind, and your humanity that you try to hold on to. Because these people are going to be like, you dirty humans, look at you, giving off carbon. You need to stop that. You need to be like us transhumans. Exclusive members listen to this, but me and some of the exclusive members got into uh, one of the reasons why they're pushing this transgenderism nonsense so heavily. Because that's the plan as well. They want you to abdicate your humanity. It's like when we start covering the stuff with the human-animal hybrids and the animal-human hybrids, how they're able to get away with it with certain legalese because they're not actual humans and they're not actual animals. So legally and ethically, ethically speaking, they're still able to experiment on them. That's what they're trying to have people do with these vaccines. Right. When you become disabled by the vaccine, you enter into a completely different category. They can experiment on you. But if you're a naturally born human, you don't have any of the problems. But you're in a you're, you're basically in a different class. Like what that teacher said, you're an able bodied person. They don't want able bodied people. They want victims. They want disabled. They want broken. They want crippled people because with transhumanism, they can make them better again. They want to cripple people so that they can artificially build them up. How sick is that? That's like saying, oh, well, we had to commit the eat. We we had to kill the security guard so we could rob the bank. This is the logic of these insanity of, of these insane freaks that we keep talking about. But I digress. Let me get into this final article for the segment so I can go ahead and start closing stuff out for you guys. Uh, but again, this is the plan. They want to criminalize normal human behavior so you listen to them so you obey big brother we literally talked about how in Oregon they want to get rid of reading writing and math reading writing and arithmetic they don't want you to practice critical thinking but what they do want is for you to learn to be obedient don't question don't think just do as you're told and now you have Mark Zuckerberg launching the church of fed book users are urged to connect with a digital God. I kid you not. So this isn't Elon Musk talking about the Godhead. This isn't Jordy Rose of D-Wave Computers talking about the summoning of, 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 of entities through AI. This is Mark Zuckerberg launching the Church of Fed book saying that it is time for us to connect with digital gods. This is what I mean by us abdicating our humanity, abdicating our souls, absorbing ourselves into the collective, becoming the beta board and obeying Big Brother, where we give over all of our individual rights, our, 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 our free will to this not even authoritarian, to this seemingly altruistic beast system. Like, think about this. It, like, like, again, if you don't think the folks over there doing these climate change reports are using AI and simulations to come up with these conclusions that all oh, humans are unequivocally altering the earth. Well, what do you think the next logical conclusion is going to be to get rid of the to get rid of the humans? And so we're going to begin to worship essentially formulas 
scenarios, simulations, and computers that basically are anti-human. Think about this. We're trying to replace God with something that is man-made. We're trying to replace our ideology of God, the cre- of creation, of the creator, of humanity, of, of, of everything. This is the ultimate satanic realignment or satanic alignment. This is incredible. Let's read a little bit of this so we can go ahead and start closing stuff out. Uh, this comes from News Punches by Sean up to the lobby. They put this up July 27th. It says Mark Zuckerbot has announced plans to permanently make worshiping God an online-only experience on Fedbook, eliminating the need for Christians to physically enter churches. The Fedbook CEO boasted this week that he is ramping up the company's formal partnerships with religious groups across America and encouraging them to entice its users to, quote, connect with God digitally, reports the New York Times. Breitbart.com reports that, for example, Fedbook developers have reportedly met weekly with Hillsong Church in Atlanta, Georgia, to explore what the church would look like if it were on Fedbook instead, as well as what apps they might create for financial giving, video capability, and live streaming. Quote, together, we're discovering what the future of church could be on Fedbook, said Sam Collier, Hillsong's pastor, in June. The church issued a new release saying that it was, quote, partnering with Fedbook and then began streaming its services exclusively on the social media platform. Fedbook now seeks to become, quote, the virtual home for the religious community, reports The Times, noting that the pandemic sparked the strategy for drawing more engaged users to the social media platform, as religious groups have already pushed or been pushed to explore alternative ways to operate in the wake of the lockdowns. Now, let, let me pause right there. Let me pause right there, because here's the thing. Some of these churches are telling you to go get the jab. Some of these churches are, and some of these pastors are saying that uh, Jesus would want you to have the jab. What would Jesus do? Jesus would roll up his sleeve. He would roll up his sleeve. Jesus wouldn't run into the temple of the money changers and flip the table and beat them with his chancla, with his sandal. Jesus wouldn't do that. Jesus would wear his mask and roll up his sleeve and be an obedient slave of the system, of the very same system that Judas betrayed him to, that Pontius Pilate was a member of. The Church of Fedbook, well, what kind of church is that? And I guess because I look at what's going on over there in communist China and how well that's going, this is just a farce and a sham. But that's what I'm saying. People have been given over to a spirit of delusion, mental midgetry, Intellectual laziness, the spiritual atrophy created this. A vacuum created this. This is horrible. And if I catch any one of you people going to like a a, 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 a church of fed book stream, you're dead. Well, I'm like you're dead inside spiritually. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Is, is it going to be like a Joel Olstein type experience? But that's what I'm saying. We are changing we are trying to supplant normal human experiences and normal human encounters with a with a high-tech digital overlay. And in doing so, we're actually missing a fair amount of the essence that comes with that normal human experience, with those normal human encounters. That's why this is so terrifying. And so if you can get people to be disillusioned with COVID and then rolling out the 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 the, the uh rolling out the climate change. 
Well, what happens with the digital God? What I'm trying to say is, do you see how they're setting the stage for the Antichrist? Do you see how they're creating the Mark of the Beast style system? Do you see how they're creating this new world order? And at every almost incremental level, we are giving up something to go into the world that they are creating. Let's get back into this article real quick. It says, quote, the partnerships reveal how big tech and religion are converging far beyond simply moving services to the Internet. Fedbook is shaping the future of religious experiences itself as it is done for political and social life. The report adds, listen, I got to pause right there because we have talked about psychedelics being introduced online. And how many people, and that's what I'm saying, how many people are going to take a Church of Fedbook experience and say, wow, that was pretty powerful. Let me go try some, some, some psilocybin mushrooms. I got a psychological, a psychedelic effect from being at the Church of Facebook how much how how far off is it from them just having another psychological or psychedelic effect of being on pharmaceuticals or being on drugs? Do you see what I'm trying to say? There is no supplementation for a normal spiritual encounter. Like you can't, I'm not getting up over here on Fedbook and saying, wow, I'm having these great revelations because I'm 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 keyed into the system. I'm having the revelations being outside of the system. So if you have people that want to be that boiled down, that dumbed down to think that they're going to find veritas, truth, wisdom, discernment and revelation on Fedbook, they're going to be so disillusioned. It's going to be crazy. These are going to be the deceivers, the ones that have been deceived coming after the true believers. Getting back into the article, it says, but not everybody thinks this is a good idea, especially given Facebook's reputation with regards to censorship and generally behaving in an unscrupulous and questionable manner. Quote, corporations are not worried about moral codes. Notes University of Edinburgh lecturer Sarah Lane Ritchie. Quote, I don't think we know yet all the ways in which this marriage between big tech and the church will play out. Bob Pritchett, who founded Faith Life Corporation, which publishes and creates electronic tools for Bible study, said it is dangerous to have your community anchored quote, on a tech platform that is susceptible to the whims of, polit of politics and culture and congressional hearings. Wilf Wilfredo de Jesus, a pastor and the general treasurer for the Assemblies of God, says that online church services were never meant to replace the local church. And while he has been grateful for Fedbook, ultimately, he said, quote, we want everybody to put their head, put their face in another book. Yeah, you want to get woke, read the Bible. The crap they're teaching kids these days is nothing but indoctrination. You want to get woke, read the Bible. That's the book that people should be reading. It foretold all the stuff we're seeing here today. Even the story of Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, being awoken to the fact that he's a part of an evil regime, he's got to wake these people up. You could wake up at any point in time during this type of onslaught and get involved. That's why it's so good to see these parents getting activated. That's why it's so good to see some of these kids getting activated. That's why it's so good to see some of these, these, these cities, these states, these nations getting activated because they understand what it is. The only thing that people can relate to what's happening right now with is the Nazi occupation, is something prophetic, is something that's in the Bible. But do you see how big tech governments and other corrupt regimes around the world have systematically found a way not only to demonize the Bible, but to discredit 
and diminish its contents. If more people put their head in a real Bible instead of Facebook, we wouldn't be in this mess. You have so many people that have all these freaking selfies and no self-knowledge, no understanding of the times we're in, because that was the whole plan. If you can tell people, isn't that how the saying works? The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Well, what the heck would you describe is going on right now? Seems like evil is everywhere we look and we can't figure out why it's spreading because you have good people doing nothing. And even that's not true because even now you have good people standing up against this and good people will stand up against this, this, this church of fed book. Good people will stand up against this climate change agenda. And that's what I keep talking about. What will they demonize us as already? You're an anti-masker, an anti-vaxxer, an anti-scientist, domestic terrorist, that's probably a white supremacist who needs to be charged with a hate crime. What are we going to look like in the future? Whenever I'm like, hey, this is a this is a sham. The civilian climate corps that you see out here popping into your yard every other week to, to test your meters. These are not good people. They might be wearing green things. They might as well be red because they're trying to tell you what to do and how to believe. That's fascism. That's communism. This is the type of stuff that needs to be watched out for. But if you have so many people sleepwalking into tyranny, not even aware of how the, the, the walls are closing in, what do you do? And like at the end of the day, I think that's what we're talking about. People's intuition has been turned off. Evil is running amok. And because we have so many people that have been castrated, pussified, and put into a position where they don't even want to, they don't want, they don't want conflict. They don't want to get engaged. They don't want to get out there. We're, we're, we're losing ground. But I tell you, we don't have the luxury to keep acting like that because these people are having a full court press of tyranny. And if we back down, they're not going to stop. They're going to run us over. And so, no, we need to put our heads in a different book. We need to get off of these platforms. We do not need to have faith in these in these in, in, in faith in government and faith in these systems because we know they're corrupt. And that was the plan. That's a part of the great reset, the great reset as well to collapse these existing old world order institutions so that they could create this new normal. But even as they are doing that, you can see it's being destroyed before their very eyes. This is the great awakening and even greater things are taking place. All we could do is try to hold on for dear life as it takes place and fight back against it and not be subjected to any of the tyranny, any of the wiles of the devil, any of the wiles of the adversary. And we've got to be armed with the truth. We've got to know what we're doing. We've got to go in there not wanting to be swayed because these people, they have an agenda. They're just following orders. Well, guess what? I'm following an even higher order than your orders. I'm following a natural law, God-given rights, and something even greater than we choose to address in this time space. And that's what we have to call back on. We need to get closer to God, away from these systems, because guess what? The closer people get to these systems, the more they become NPCs is the more they end up getting used by the very same people who have created these systems. You want me to pull up an article real quick about how governments in the UK are using influencers on TikTok to propagandize people to take the jab? The closer you get to these freaking social media platforms is the farther you get away from God because they're anti-God. They're immoral. They don't care. They want you to be a mindless consumer like uh, Governor like Oregon Governor Kate Brown, they want you to be a mindless, unable to read, unable to write, incapable of doing arithmetic jabroni. They want you to be a drone. 
just smart enough to perform your, your, your functions, but not smart enough to ask any questions. We need to learn to start fighting back. And it starts yesterday. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know. A very wild ride of an episode all over the place, sometimes short, sometimes long. But it's, again, to just give you that, that, that perspective that things are moving fast. My life's intensifying. We're all doing everything we can to try to bring you guys the information to, to make you aware of what's going on out there. Because you need to know these people aren't going to stop. They're not going to stop. The real question is, is are we going to start? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Education of Hate, Jabber Jail, and Code Gaia.
you come. In a heartbeat.